Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. Thanks everyone for listening. And that's such a temptation not to clap for that because we like this song so much. Brad, you did a really good job. Oh, thank I you, Brad. You did such a good job. This is such a cool song. I love <laughs> this song so much. You can find Brad on uh, SoundCloud and Spotify. 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 Yes, yeah. so Bradley St. James. The name of that song is, you can hear the full song, it's called With You. It's a really good song. But Brad, you just knocked it out of the park. Oh, I thank you. Did it. A great job. Thank you. Um, Brad, he has did, got, you, did you get to see, like, as an artist on Spotify, did you get to see the rapped thing? Yeah. Why are you smiling? <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it. Oh, okay. It. I looked at it. I was I mean, curious. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually, like, I haven't been really posting some mm. new stuff recently because well, of you had baby. a baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. but I mean, I, w- I thought it'd be like an end of source of your inspiration. Oh, my son was born. I came <laughs> up 30 new songs. In <laughs> I, mean, that's I, what, I mean, that's what Ed Sheeran did. So. I, mean, I have 30 <laughs> songs I'm working wow. on. Yeah. I mean, there are songs, but Ooh, it's, hear just, that? it's just taking a while. But like that, that album came, like I published that back in 2019. Uh, so, okay. so it's just like, got I, I got, I, like, I think, I think I had like 60 something streams. Okay. So, it. hey, okay. it's better than 50-something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. so, Absolutely. Hey, man, anyway. you, you never know. You just never know. You never know. You never know when a Hollywood oh, producer John, Co- Co- John Someone, Cooper uh, from Skillet I was put into that. 20 different playlists. Oh, oh cool. So that's oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's sweet. That's I didn't nice. know they gave you that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's actually you anyway know, that's, that's i'm just super, super small time and i'm totally fine well with that. quick plug so. john cooper from skillet said one time he was just like you just never know which song is going to be a hit songs yeah. that you write and you think this is going to yeah. be a hit yeah. are not yeah and then the ones that yes. you think goo goo dolls is a good example they were they were like yeah yeah when they wrote their stuff they're like this is just soft stuff whatever yeah. and people just loved it people mm-hmm. loved i know it sounds dumb yeah. but yeah. that happened already like i'm like yeah. i'm like after this one time at the dentist i was so mad because they kept me waiting for two hours in the waiting room. Oh boy! And so, and I was like, and I was like, so like it was it was an awful experience. I got home and I wrote a whole song in two hours because I was so mad, <laughs> and it was really popular. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. so it's happened already. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And let me just give a quick shout out to John Cooper. Uh, John Cooper, I mm. am impressed by him. Um, I thought he was going to go the way of. You know Matt Deason and the uh, August Burns yeah. right guys. Yeah, I thought, renounces oh, faith in full. Can't say can't say that about all the long. Yeah, Burns yeah, right not all of them. <laughs> yeah, but okay. you know, like you just can't really understand <laughs> the, the where way, they the really way, are. He, you he know? means he means the way most Christian artists have gone, which is that back in the mid two thousands. I don't want to like, say most Christian artists, but. The, the artists from that era, yes, you know, sure, the sure. lot of them have. Okay, we'll have, say we'll say a lot of most Christian scene artists. Yes, we'll say it that way. A lot um, of the big we're, names. I'm more talking about worship artists or or even like Mercy Me or something like that. But we're talking about like the scene names, like he's talking about Reliant K or like any of the metalcore bands. CCM, yeah. That a lot of yeah. them either either quit or they were like they kept on and then they said, you know what, the whole Christian metalcore band thing, we're not really that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Hawk really Nelson were. guy. Um, uh, oh, I didn't uh, know that. Audrey Assad also. Um, I just was talking said, to Joey oh, about really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told oh, you that's about right, that. we did she talk really about was. that. really was. You know, she was Catholic, so... <laughs> <laughs> Never really was, but you know. But, she wrote but some to go be- from she, to she, go from being Catholic and writing some really I know she wrote some absolutely songs. beautiful uh, songs, and yeah. now she's like nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I was very upset when I read that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a shame because she did a lot of great covers. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, her her stuff was great. Yeah. So. So mm-hmm. sorry, sad to see her go. But anyway, this is uh, speaking of that. This <laughs> anyway, is, oh my gosh. Back let's to the good transition part. back to Hollywood. Wait, mm-hmm. oh okay. So you're just were saying you you kind of didn't finish your statement about yeah, John, John Cooper. 
Oh yeah. Anyway, I, I'm I'm impressed with him because like he's Mister like I mean Reformed theology. Like he's not really? just like I'm a Christian. He's like I'm into Reformed theology. Really? He's like I love the Reformed tradition. He talks about the Westminster Confession and stuff like that. It's not just like a, you know I you know just give me Jesus. You know it's, I, oh I hate it when people do that. <laughs> well but, okay hold on. You know right. um that oh th- th- that's their theology. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying I have a problem with the phrase. I have a problem when people reduce their theology to that. That's what I problem. Oh what okay okay with. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I I you know obviously that song you know in the morning. When I wake, give me Jesus. You know that's a great song. Yeah, yeah you know, but yeah. but if that encompasses your entire theology, come on, dude. Especially uh, a guy as old as John Cooper, you know. But he, well, is, I mean, I mean, ultimately, if you get down to the definition of theology, it's the study and the understanding of who God is. And so, I mean, if your claim is just give me Jesus, but then you don't bother to learn anything about Jesus, how do you do? You really love Jesus, right? I mean, right. Who is John Cooper again? John Cooper is the skillet. head, head okay. skillet lead guy. singer of okay. Skillet. Yes. Yep. Head skillet guy. Head skillet. <laughs> yeah. The head skillet. And, and, and back in that in that time, I mean, their biggest claim to fame, you know, back in uh, in that time was, you know, when they were popular, one of their biggest claims to fame was they had a female drummer. I mean, that's all you ever heard if you went to one of their shows. Oh, the, oh, the band with a female drummer. You know, I mean, yep. that, that was, and she was awesome. She was great. Yeah, she was really good. Um, probably still is really good. Yeah, they got a different, they got a different female yeah. drummer, but she's also great. Didn't yeah. they have yeah. a different person yeah, Jen who Ledger. was that's the... The lead of their band at some point. They did. They so. did because uh, he had her. His wife had kids. Okay. There was something going on with that. She couldn't go on tour, and they had another guy I... fill in for her. I think John Cooper was still going on tour though. Okay. I, I don't think he ever, he himself. Have ever... they ever recorded an, an album without John Cooper? I don't think so. Okay. I visited nope. a, a like a um, worship leader college. I don't know in Tennessee, and it was founded by. One leader of Skillet, I don't know who it was. No but kidding. Oh, really? I don't know who it was. Okay. I don't know which one. Interesting. Well, one of the their guitarist is also a producer type guy. Mm-hmm. He has some influence. Yeah. They're old guitarists. Well, they, they and they and they have some say, influence they have, in the they Christian. They had other members leave and, and trade in and out, yeah. so it could be someone who yeah. was with Skillet was. for a long time. But they're for like thirty years. I know, yeah. but the, there's three main ones. The new drummer girl, her name's Jen Ledger, I think. She she's been there for years. So if she, her, John Cooper, and John Cooper's wife have. If you would say have been the three, they've always been like pretty much together. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, that makes for sense. a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, for, for, the, for the last. But now, decade, but now Jen Ledger's putting out her own stuff now. Her okay. own, her own albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool to know, though. I didn't know that about about John Cooper. Yeah, that's and, cool and, and he, he. I just I, sometimes you do see people like blast off because I feel like Skillet. I mean, was popular even in the two thousands, right? But like, I feel like they've really jumped into the mainstream. Um, yeah. In the last yeah. decade, um, yeah. they're on secular radio, too. especially yeah. especially with uh, you know this is a little off topic, but you know it's relevant because this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> but th- um, you know we got to talk about this kind of things, especially celebrity uh, celebrity status that a lot of these uh, people attain. But Dove, do you remember when who was it that worship leader that came out? I was like, I'm not a Christian anymore. And he was a big, prominent worship leader guy. Was your, someone, like someone from Hillsong, probably? Yeah, yes. no, no, no. This wasn't a word. Joshua Harris. He's an author. No, it was before him. And then uh, John Cooper wrote a letter saying, "We got to stop Harris. idolizing these guys. We got to stop it." I mean, and he was mm-hmm. like, "We got to." Yeah, really he was. Stop. And, yeah. Dove, and Dove, you're like, "I have respect." I for thought John it was. I th- I'm, I'm pretty that's sure cool. that was in response to Joshua Harris. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was a worship leader, because that's why he said he's I like, don't remember. I can well, relate to this. I mean, well, music. whether it's worship leaders or pastors mm. or whoever yeah. it is, I mean, that's. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like that statement yeah. applies yeah. to all of them. Yeah. Celebrity status, Christian person. Yeah, and it just seemed like at that time there was a bunch of them that were dropping like flies. Yes. For some reason, yeah. they're just all over the place. Yeah, you're right. And That's he was right. just—he came out publicly and was like, "Guys, yeah, right. What's the stop? Right, right." Well, he—he he had some really good points. He was like, "You're going from like 
this truth to to what truth then? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's it just it, like it was all on deep. point. It he's was deep. yep. He's deep, and yeah. I was, I'm just really impressed. at risk I, of losing I, fans. I, yeah, at risk. And yeah. he, I watch his. He actually has a podcast on on like I watch it, and it's really good. I mean, he's That's attacking awesome. he's attacking woke theology. I'm like, this is great. Dude, he came out. He attacked masks. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, he said it's nothing but theater. He's, he's like he, was, he just just ripped everybody. I'm like, man, this yeah. guy. Keeps... See, I I, th- I thought I thought I thought maybe he had addressed. Um, he was addressing that worship leader, but I guess I forgot. Maybe it was Joshua Harrison. Speaking of things that we forget, Athena has a couple words to say oh, yes. about um, <laughs> good transition. Some okay. things. Much better transition than all right. Let's get back to it. So <laughs> let's stop his transition by telling him how good his transition was. <laughs> oh dang it. <laughs> All right, okay. uh, Athena nice. right. forgot to tell us some I things did. on the Baney Files. I felt like I did not give enough Baney Files, or no, um, movie news last okay. week, so or yeah. last time. So um, I I found this guy on TikTok who does, like, lots of deep movie things. So, like, he finds news that I haven't heard before, and so Joey really doesn't like him. But um, Okay, <laughs> we, won't, we, won't say, we won't say he really doesn't like him, but he... He comes, off as, he comes off as pretty like. pretentious yeah, to okay. me. Mm. Right. Um, <laughs> but he has some. He had some good stuff that I hadn't heard. Yeah, so, um, his content wasn't necessarily yeah, bad, but yeah. his opinions weren't really and, was my favorite. And somebody asked him to do a top ten Pixar movie, like his top ten oh. Pixar movies. And he goes, "I first want to say that I think this is a terrible idea." And then he listed his movies because okay. he's like, "Nobody will, nobody will ever agree on anyone else's list because yeah. everyone's yeah, lists you, are you all different." The, you said the Toy Stories weren't even in top three, right? No, uh, I don't. They were. I think want to say. Yeah, I, I think I want to say top five. And he cheated. He he gave his favorite of the Toy Story series as a blanket and, and for said, all three. This is Toy Toy Story because yeah. he didn't want to pick one. Um, yeah. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. So anyway, um, uh, it looks like Luke agrees with yeah, me. I know. Already from one. <laughs> Everyone knows good dinosaur is the number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that would probably be my number three, not number one. But, no, I'm just kidding. That's that would be my number three. I think that's Could, my. I think that's my last. I think that's the my vein in my neck sticking out. Wow. I think that's why that might be my least favorite Pixar movie that I've seen. We still have to do it. We <laughs> still dinosaur? have to do that oh. list. Yeah. We yeah, still have to do it. Good, good dinosaur is way better than Toy Story four. Full disclosure. Oh no! I've never saw. I've seen both. It was an insult. I was not insulted by Good Dinosaur. I was definitely insulted. I was insulted by wasting my time. I was insulted. I was insulted by the sheer mediocrity that was the Good Dinosaur. I was at least happy to see. Like I mean, the whole even if the movie was trash. The whole point. The whole point. Great characters. Was I happy to see the dinosaur? No. Well, the whole point of I mean, the whole thing that Pixar like has done forever, other than good animation, and the Good Dinosaur did have good animation, I guess. It did. But but other than that, is is great storytelling. And mm-hmm. I've, yeah. like oh, that's that like non-existent. Yeah, it's like non-existent in the good dinosaur. Yeah. So yeah. I don't even remember what happens. I yeah. literally don't remember. I remember just being like, like it well, never just, takes a Pixar movie this long to get going, and then it just never really did get going. Yeah, just watch Homeward Bound, and you'll get the whole. You know, that's that's the gist <laughs> of the movie. I don't. I don't remember it. Yeah. I remember the good I bits and pieces, but I'm like, man. That's, oh, you know, I remember maybe, the, that says I remember Steve Zahn as the pterodactyl. That's what I remember. Wow. And he was the really creepy one to eat the kid, right? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember they that. wanted to Holy grab it. Holy cow. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. Brain this. flashes. So the consensus is that no one remembers right. this movie. Right. Forgettable. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I got off on it. Anyway, um, so this guy gave me some good movie news. Anyway, um, the first thing is for mostly for you two, but um, I, Joey already knows because I told him. Uh, so Miyazaki said he is returning to direct one more film um, and mm. calls it Fantasy on a Grand Scale. That was his so story. probably more like Close. okay. That's not the name of the movie. Okay, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. no he's no. He, just to that's give you a general idea of what he's, what he's going do. for. Fancy on a grand scale. Is he going to do? Which probably is, more, is probably closer to Princess Mononoke. With the same Mononoke. studio that he normally does. Probably closer to Princess Mononoke than yeah, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli yeah, yeah. Um, uh, probably closer to Princess Mononoke than it is to Spirited Away. Here's my or question. Castle. Here's my question. Will it be? 
like traditional animation or is he gonna go computer animated? That's a great. That's a great I question. But no I idea. think I think he's got too much. I think he's got too much old school in his yeah, bones. And, and to, Japan to, is still neck deep in anime. I mean, they're still that's right, true. Jeff. I mean, I know, but there's yeah, there's a lot. I mean, that he brings up an interesting question because there is a lot of anime that is going the the 3D generator. That's true. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just so expensive to make like real good animation these days that yeah. that I mean that's becoming a real issue. It's Miyazaki, I'm sure. You can but get studio, I was gonna say that's studio. Pretty Ghib- cool though. Studio Ghibli is gonna have enough money to do that. That's pretty neat. That's cool. We'll see what he what he comes out with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the second thing, and I feel like this guy really does not like Ridley Scott, so I that's why, I don't know, kind of made sense with me. But um, <laughs> so apparently Ridley Scott, um, he had two movies released this year, like, yeah, buddy. like the closer to the end of the year. Right. Yeah, back to back. The Last, Duel, the Last Duel. And, then... and the House of Gucci. Yeah, House yeah, of Gucci. House of Gucci. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and The Last Duel did terribly, like terribly, terribly. I think House um, of Gucci isn't doing well either. Yeah, probably not. Because nobody cares um, about the House of Gucci. <laughs> I mean, it does have Lady Gaga and um, and Adam oh, Driver in it. And yeah, <laughs> well, say no more. I'm going. Wait, both of them have <laughs> both of them have Adam Driver, right? Yeah, yes. both, both of them. Both of them have Adam Driver. Yeah, right? both Most like Adam Driver. Anyway, yeah. so Ridley Scott blamed um, his last Man. movie bombing on. Millennials. No, millennials. Oh, millennials. Close. Said, this is what old directors do. They blame it on millennials. He, he said millennials are always <laughs> on their. Effing cell phones, okay. and that's oh. the reason why his movie bombed. That's what he said. Well, okay. Um, I don't understand the correlation. I, listen, mm. I, he just needs to blame somebody, I guess. I, I don't know why it bombed, and I'm not going to say, but I know personally why I have zero interest in watching that movie. I don't want to get preached at. I could tell from my sitting on my effing cell phone and looking <laughs> at his stupid trailer that this movie <laughs> was going to be preaching at me from start to finish about the patriarchy. And here's all the things they and did. Christianity and, too. And here's Christianity. how you're a bad person yeah. because you're a white male. Okay? So I knew, <laughs> yep. I knew yep. that watching that trailer, I'm like, I have no interest. And, and, and like, we got superhero fatigue. And Joey, I'm going to keep quoting you on that. It's so true. I'm tired of superhero movies. Okay? <laughs> I'm not saying they're all bad. But we also have woke fatigue. I'm tired of watching trailers where I sit there and they're going to sit there and preach to me. I'm watching the trailer and I can already tell. They're just going to preach to me about how much of a jerk I am for being born. And yeah. I am not going to sit there and watch that movie. It's, and that's, that's why I and probably a lot of people are like, why would I go watch this medieval movie where they're like, you know what the problem with like the world is, bro? It's these white males running around. <laughs> You know, and I just listened to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 They even dyed Ben Affleck's hair blonde to get the point across. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be honest and tell you that I have a really shallow reason for not wanting to see that movie, Uh, which is the way that Matt Damon and... um, and Ben Affleck looked from the trailer. They look so I was weird. like, you oh, look yeah. so dumb. <laughs> like, really? I thought they looked. The weird, like, goatee thing. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, not, maybe, I mean, may, maybe, really Scott's, maybe really Scott's ultimately mad because he did go for the woke, and he thought he'd at least get the woke audience. And then mm-hmm. the movie bombed. And he was like, gosh darn it. Yeah. They sold me on this. They told me it'd be a surefire hit. We even let, I think, I think from what I remember reading this, they let the, the main female actress, I think she wrote all her lines. Like oh. in the script, oh. I'm fairly certain that she wrote all. Yes, I'm. I, I have to go back and double check that. I'm fairly certain they did something. They did something very progressive where they basically she either had a role in writing the scene she was in or specifically wrote all her own lines. Um, but like basically, they were like, "We are 
uh, a man writing the script cannot write That's for you. That's where we're headed. Yeah, cannot write for you, yep. and thus That's you, and thus yep. you are. Wow. And see, we, and I can see, write for Matt Damon, and, and and I think they wrote it actually. And so we, and so, that, so we, yeah. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck wrote it. Most of the directors in. are white males, so we work ourselves into a corner here. And this is this is the the end goal of of, of political correctness and woke and wokeism is to actually cancel movies altogether. So, so they they hate movies, they hate good movies, so they make crappy ones. And here's the thing: the corner that they work in with the left hand, they push they push. Uh, and say you have to have diversity okay you gotta have diversity in the film okay can't just be all a bunch of white males you gotta have diversity okay and the right right hand they say you can't write for anyone except a white male right so now we have this problem where i can't write a movie at all because if i write in diversity i'm writing in i'm being politically incorrect it's cultural appropriation i'm not a black voice so i can't write for black people okay so so can't write that and now how about i just make a movie where i can speak for everyone who's a white male now i don't have diversity so the end game here is to completely cancel movies where no one is going to be like look at movies say you know it's just too much work i'm just not going to do it anymore the freedom it is could, gone. Very could, very much. That's very the end well game here, happen. Brad. Is that um, true? Uh, well, uh, fact check. Fact check. Oh, what Joey said. Brad, thank you. Uh, yeah, Matt Damon said that he and Ben Affleck brought on Nicole. Her last name's amazing. I can't say it <laughs> to help them write the female perspectives of the screenplay. Okay, let's uh, see. That's where okay. we're headed. Um, that's not the also, actress, though. Right? It's no, not the actress. Jodie Comer. Are you sure? Are you it's sure? Jo- okay, maybe. Jody, her name's Helen Holof Keener. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hello, Holof Keener. But Jody, Jody, Jody Comer didn't write any part of it. I, it's, it says help them write Jody the Comer. female perspectives of the screenplay, so maybe she did. But I mean, okay. otherwise, like, what's her name? Helen. Helen. Okay, Helen. Like, <laughs> like you as a female. A like, dude. what do you see? Like, in, like you know the world, and like, what are like some of the struggles you experience? Because like I'm a human in being. The 1600s. Yeah, in the 1600s. Yeah, in the 1600s. That's so true. Oh. Yeah, you ready for this? You ready for this? Matt Damon cannot grow facial hair. So, <laughs> See, I knew it. It looks so. So the makeup fake. department had to try out twenty different oh, beards to apply to his face. Oh wrong. my word! You were wrong. I'm, even after I'm twenty so, tries. Are, are those characters based off of real people? Did, he, did Matt Damon play a real person who has a beard? Because otherwise, why wouldn't you have Ben Affleck's character have the beard and Matt Damon's character not have the after beard? After every scene, he needed an ice pack because Stop it. It, he had a skin rash. I mean, <laughs> oh oh my gosh! My goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> why didn't the movie do well? Okay, this is worse than Mustache Gate. Oh. I mean, this is really, it's worse. (laughs) I don't know know if it's worse. CGIing anything is worse, in my opinion. But at least they didn't CGI his full At least it was only like 30 seconds. This is an entire movie. Okay, so so far it's been just ugly on the good and the bad and the ugly so far. It's yeah. just been ugly. Now, Dove. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you're not done yet. Sorry, I thought you had two things. I thought we were starting with Athena. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you just had two things. I thought that was No, she does, but I thought... You, we were starting that with Athena. She has a good, bad, and the ugly. Now. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, I know. That was oh, okay. just, oh, okay. I know, oh, but I'm just saying. We haven't even thing. gotten the good, the bad, and the ugly. We have nope. nothing but ugly so far. Yes, oh, true. Okay. oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So well, go ahead. I don't think this is ugly, but okay. So um, we watched Red Notice last week. Um, oh, on, I, re- I watched it too. You watched it? Yeah. Oh, on Netflix. Oh, right. I'm really curious because right. what you have to say about it. Um, but I'm going to say it first. Well, hold on. I mean, I no, go ahead. Sorry. I just was going to say that we probably shouldn't spoil much. Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay. So, okay, so I watched it, and obviously I did not have high hopes because... It's The Rock. It's The Rock. Yeah. It's I had very low hopes. You, know, you all kind of hate The Rock. I actually kind of enjoy and the movie. I, I, should say, I should say, Ever I don't, since I don't, the I don't hate The Rock. I just, from the trailer, mm-hmm. talk about the trailer, talk about the trailer having enough, what I thought was enough wokeness in it to be like, this is not uh, going to go yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I feel like the things that I was concerned about in, in terms of that, like Gal Gadot, like beating people up. Yeah. Um, 
again, I'm not going to give any, anything away, but my my yeah. issues were resolved. Alleviated, yeah. yeah. Yes, alleviated yeah. Mm-hmm. once I finished the movie. Yes. Um, anyway, I, I felt like it was, it was a fun action movie, and I think that my... Like, I was going through it, and I think when I watch movies, I, like, have to get to a point where I'm like, okay, things are not going to be realistic, and I have to, yep. once I break through that point, I can enjoy it for what it is. So, and I feel like it was. I feel like it was It was fun. I was watching the whole time. I was interested, um, and I was not expecting some of the things that, that happened. I mean, Joey was, but... Uh, oh, but, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I predicted. I predicted it. I um, predicted okay. almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> So right. to, yeah. be, to, be, to be fair, I, I've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah, because I know how story structure is going to go. And I so. think I was like trying so hard to like make things um, fit, like things that things would happen, and I'd be like, that wouldn't happen. There's no way that would happen. Mm. And once I got past that point, then I was just like not even looking at looking for clues or looking for things like Joey does. So mm. um, anyway. Um, I've just studied story enough that I'm yeah, like, I mean, what are they going to do? I thought I thought most of the jokes were funny. Um, he was really funny. Yeah, in that movie. I thought His, the characters were interesting, and they're Ryan the Reynolds? same Ryan characters. Reynolds, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was typical Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Every, it was. I, hold on. Let me point out the one thing I semi appreciated <laughs> was that it it was typical Ryan Reynolds, but it was PG thirteen Ryan Reynolds. Right. So yes. it, it that, that eliminated all of the f bombs and like and the, the really really joking. dirty jokes yeah. Yeah. and right. stuff like that. And I've talked about this before with PG thirteen ratings, but I love that. I love when we can get like the. I'm not going full filthy version of yes. a of a, a really good comedian yeah. um, or a really good whatever, and um, I, actually, I appreciate that. And I, that that's in this movie. I didn't see the movie. I laughed at a I laughed at a part of the trailer though. What's that? I actually openly was like, <laughs> "That's funny." What's that? Was when uh, the Rock had a hairnet on. <laughs> oh. I was like, "Why do you have a hairnet on your balls?" <laughs> I was like, "That's yeah. that was funny." And I feel like they played them like they played the character they always play. Right? right. Yeah. Played yeah. the character he always plays. Yeah. The yeah. Rock played the character he always plays. Yeah. But I don't know. I enjoyed it, and and I thought I thought the script was fun. Like like it wasn't terrible. Like a lot of Netflix movies. I mean, I put it at the top of the list of Netflix hmm. of original movies. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed in, myself. In terms of yeah, in terms of. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. I think in terms of Netflix original movies, this is one of the best, one of the better ones I've seen. Yep. Apparently, um, apparently, it was one of the most expensive ones they ever did too. Sure. That's yeah. That's uh, not surprising. I mean, the just with the, just with the three of them. Just with the three of them. A lot of money. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I felt yeah. like I felt like the, the three of them. Alone, I felt like you could tell all three of them were having a blast, like making the yes. movie, and they acted in that way. They just kind of like acted over the top, but they were all and they now were all that, playing now themselves. That you say that I think. But that's it, true, I felt yeah, like I mean I feel like watching Gal Gadot in several of those scenes, you could just tell she was like almost on the edge of breaking out in laughter because. She was just having fun doing. I think doing she the role played a she different character mm-hmm. than she normally does. Yeah, I think she, she was probably that. the less like herself in that yes. movie. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I agree too. I I'm working on which will probably appear in a, a future episode. I'm working on like a new system of rating system for myself <laughs> and how I'm going to rate movies. Oh, wow. But one t- one title I think I'm going to end up using a lot is uh, this movie for me was surprisingly watchable. Mm. So. Oh, okay. Surprisingly. Yeah. Well, if you can work it into a chart, it. we'll yeah. put it in the back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like before, before I'm like, eh, maybe I'll see yeah. it. Eh, maybe I won't. And I think that's I'm how actually, you feel like, about you know most Netflix it, yeah. originals is yeah. like, mm, maybe, maybe not. Like, yeah. But mm. I, I feel like this one was good. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. 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 Luke, did you feel that way? Or? Yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, just I had a lot of fun it, with it. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is his his timing. Is mm. unbelievable. I yeah. mean, he it, it's it's not only the the the, the content of what he's saying, mm-hmm. but his timing. Yeah, in his delivery. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. 
for what he does. I yeah. mean, it's just he's going to go down in history. I mean, I, I never really thought about him as a comedian. Yeah, but he is. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. obviously there was there was silly stuff in there, like you know the 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 thirty mile drive through the the cave when they're shooting guns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Okay, I actually felt gotta get past the actually yeah well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah well not only right, that not only right. that but I, the script itself felt like Ryan Reynolds probably had a hand in it. And the, the movie is so full of callbacks to other adventure movies like Indiana Jones yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. And it felt like they just they leaned into everything. Oh, yeah. And so the scenes were like, obviously, this would not happen in real life kind of scenes. And right. it felt like they, rather than going like, oh, do we do this or not do this? They're just like, we're going full throttle. Like, let's just have fun with it. Yeah. It's not it's not realistic. It's not believable. But it's fun. It's entertaining. Right. Um, and, right. and it's and like, yeah, and that's kind of what the movie was. I feel like we should put the staple on this, though, that if you like if you like, or you maybe for me it was like I hadn't seen either of them in a while. If you like the the shtick of The Rock and of Ryan Reynolds, mm. this is definitely a great movie to watch. If you're really tired of that shtick, like if you've like I don't know if you've seen a lot of movies, if you've seen any of The Rock's movies, yeah, I was gonna say his movies with Kevin Hart, like oh yeah, they sort of have the same like yeah. back and oh, forth yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. so uh, this is one of those movies that if you if you know you're tired of either of those actors. It's probably not worth watching. Yeah. Um. But if you if you are, if you like their shtick or you just haven't seen them in a while, for me I hadn't I hadn't chosen to watch either of their movies for like a, a while. I feel like it's been a while. And what? Oh, nothing. Okay. And uh, and so I just like that's I think that's why I enjoyed it so much too. So, I yeah. lo- I looked up the director because I thought um, Netflix put out another movie called Murder Mystery that we watched. Yeah, and Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah, yeah I actually like that one too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I thought maybe he had done them both because it kind of felt. I don't know, similar to me. And then I looked up the director, and it was the the director was the same one who did Skyscraper. Does anybody know what oh, Skyscraper yeah, is? Yeah. yeah, I watched yeah. that one. That was <laughs> yeah, swings that. on a crane like a million yeah, and he's got, feet and he's above got, ground. He's got like a fake leg. Yes, and he doesn't. Yeah. Yep, and he only has one leg. It was uh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so interesting pitch. Yeah. Make a movie I don't about know a if I would have given this that guy this movie. Do, do, you, do you guys ever watch that? You guys ever watch Big? No. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Hanks. Tom, Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, Do you remember the pitch? Ago. Do you remember the pitch of the toy maker where where Tom Hanks he's in the he's starting his job as a toy designer, and and uh, Macaulay Culkin's dad from Home Alone is making this pitch about a toy, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and Tom Hanks totally outshines him, right? Because yeah. because yeah. Um, the, the transformer turns into a building. He turns into a skyscraper. He turns into a skyscraper, <laughs> and and Tom Hanks is like, well, it's just a skyscraper. You know, what's so great about that? You know, and and mm-hmm. I feel like that's a similar pitch for the movie Skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, skyscraper. What's so great about that? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You know, no, making yeah. the pitch, I'd be like, can we have yeah. something else in there? Yeah, no kids want to play with a building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what he said. That's right. Empire State Optimus. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, exactly. It was what it was. It was really funny, and and then it was really funny because. Um, Home, uh, his his father, Home Alone, you know, McCulloch Culkin's dad got so mad that he upstaged him. It was, but it was really funny. But <laughs> everything team. Tom Hanks said was was hilarious. Um, yeah. So I mean, Red Notice. I at the beginning of the movie, I looked at my wife and I said, "Baby, Gal Gadot is the smart one, and these two guys are idiots." And I said, "That's all I'm going to go into this movie with." And for for ninety for ninety percent of the movie, I was like, you know, and then that last ten percent, I was like, okay. <laughs> a lot is forgiven. Yeah, yeah. A lot is forgiven. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and and I, I won't comment it because I don't want to spoil it. But I was like, now that they made a problem with the woke people. Okay, that's that's a problem. Their explanation is actually, if you think about it, it's a problem with the, with the woke people. Anyway, so um, anyone else have any thoughts on Red Notice? Um, was that Never your contribution it. for Good and the Bad and the Ugly? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was. Yeah. It's okay. good. Yeah, that was so nice. she had ugly, ugly to good. start, and then good. Yeah. 
Ryan, I just Ryan Reynolds is a genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was great because yeah, I, I watched New Guy a couple days ago. I mean, oh, no, I'm, sorry, so free guy. Free guy. I'm so excited yeah. to see that. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah, two You're so way excited. He's it's brilliant. Been, yeah. He's brilliant. Awesome. It's, it's oh been, yeah, that's Jodie Comer. That's um, Jodie Comer in there. Yeah. The, yeah. the woman. That's who. That's what, in, who Joey thought wrote all the lines for Ridley Scott's movie. Yeah. <sighs> she's also she's in the, the main Scott character yeah. in the Last Duel, but but that's Jodie Comer. I really like her. Yeah, she's a great actress. Um, okay, so Dove. It's funny to hear you guys say that because like both of these movies, I'm just like meh. Like when they first came out, I'm like meh. Me too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Both yeah. these, Red Notice and uh, Free, Free Guy. Guy. Well, that's like, I mean that's what that's why we're saying that's why yeah. our, that's why all three of ours are our, our, our reviews are almost glowing for it because yeah. we all saw the trailer and we went well, we went, yeah. no we yeah. went we went, we went we went yeah we went we're wasting our time with this well, but we got to try you know let's continue on the low end all right uh, shall we continue continue baby. Ooh. So who saw uh, Shang Chi in the Legend of the yes. Ten Rings? No, Athena. turned it off. Athena. Luke I saw did. it. I Luke saw, saw part of it. No, Athena, Athena it. and I saw all of it. So you all saw it. Jeff, did you see it? Jeff did not see it. Brad, you saw it. I saw it. Okay, Luke I saw part of it. I saw it. <laughs> he oh, seen it. I've seen it. It's, it's he seen it. The yeah, whole thing. in theaters. Um, yeah, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> I actually started watching it. I was laying in bed on my computer. I watched like 15 minutes of it, and I was like, "Nah, I'll finish this tomorrow." I ended up getting to the finishing part of it. Like now, now when the part that you wa- the part that you watched on your computer, did you get to the fight scene on the bus? And on your computer, uh, yeah, I did. Okay, but um, you know, it's really bad when I finish a movie like in the early afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, and and so it, it is so bad because like the sun's coming through the windows and the glare on the screen. I'm like, I don't care. Just get through it. <laughs> That's great. That's so um, relatable. And so I, I, I was just wondering, I'm like, is this, is this kind of the way I also watched black widow too? Um, okay. and it kind of gave a glimpse, I think into, uh, um, Marvel phase four kind of a little bit. Uh, and just, the it just, the the lack of quality, that seems to be from when um, you know the Avengers ended to what we're now getting, and I'm curious. I'm just wondering if maybe this is going to bleed into Spider-Man Three, because as Joey knows more than anybody, I'm not a huge. I, I didn't really like either. You haven't of the two liked Spider-Man's. either. Yeah, we we, um, we had a vast argument. And then about, I think uh, the we did. One, yeah, right? we the did have a vast argument yeah. about it. And uh, you know, and, fast and furious. And uh, you know, and they start the Spider-Man trailer off with him whining again, which is great. You know? I, just, I don't want to be Spider-Man anymore. I don't need Spider-Man. I just want to date Mary Jane. And, uh, I fought Thanos. No, I just don't want to do it anymore. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> and so, and uh, I think the only one Im- more immature than him, at least in the trailer, is Doctor Strange. At me? Oh, Doctor <laughs> oh, Strange. I don't okay. point <laughs> Actually, your sweater game is on point today. That's oh, why I'm pointing wow. at you. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, my sweater game is terrible. Mature. As my grandfather would well, say. Well, yeah, I mean, you put both hands in the holes of your sweater. Congratulations, Joey. Hmm? What? Yeah. The neighborhood. Neighborhood. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The song. Yeah. I just heard yeah. that song recently. So okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I don't know, I don't know how I feel about the, the latest. It could be really good. It really could be, but okay. I don't know how I feel about the latest Spider-Man trailer. Um, it just looked over the top again, and that kind of goes with the Shang-Chi thing. Like, there was, there were some cool parts in it. Um, but but there are few and far between, and it really got out of hand. I don't know if you guys felt it, like as it progressed, it was like this gets weirder and weirder. It started to feel like a trip, uh, like it's trippy. I, if I can comment for a second, I I think that the new trailer 
what two observations I have about neutral. I think the concept is interesting, and and the thing is, is like if there actually are. I mean, there's a lot of commentary about are they bringing back Tobey Maguire as Spider Man? Are they bringing back? That's a rumor. That's those are the rumors, stuff like that. Um, and, and a lot of people think they've cut them out of the trailer, but that they're in there and stuff like that. And we'll see. Yep. But the thing is, is, for me, it's like it doesn't matter unless you do it right. Like that's the big thing is everyone's excited about the possibility of these old villains coming back and being in the movie. But like if you have this, uh, this will be something I get into too. But like if you have – you can have all the great content in the world, like all the great like op- opportunity and potential. But if you squander that opportunity and potential – it doesn't matter. Yeah, and they might and, they might run and, into the and the, Marvel has sometimes done really well with opportunity and potential, and sometimes not. And so yeah, I mean the the Avengers, the last two Avengers movies were were pretty good, um, and they didn't I didn't totally squander it um, with those. Um, and so I mean, so it could be good, but it might not be. But I don't think just because they're in there to me, that's not like something to be excited about unless they're actually going to to honor those. Well, characters you might run and, into that really um, really work with it. Well. Remember the, remember the one of the things that really did not work for Spider Man three. Tobey Maguire Spider Man Three yeah, yeah. was too many villains. Yes. Like, guy, are we gonna are we gonna repeat that again, that's guys? A great, it's, that's it's, a great observation. It's yeah. like, God, are we doing that's that again? True. You know, it's like, man, here we go. Yeah. You know, yep. we're gonna have about fifteen villains. Mm-hmm. I know and, this is uh, like up. This is like yeah. This is like Reverse Avengers. Is well, they're supposed to be the Sinister Six, right? Like that's the idea. Think, they're supposed I, to be six villains. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. Yeah, but Wait, I mean. Sorry. They're, they're, Sorry they're, they're, I think missing. they're purposely not showing. Well, they're missing. There's going to be some there's other one, people in there. One of the ones they're missing is, is, well, uh, we, is the Vulture. But I think he's in there. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I, who knows? So Vulture is part of the Sinister Six. It might so be really be good. At so, first, it's really exciting to see like the tr- the original trailer, the teaser, with the with the Green Goblin ball rolling yeah, in there. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, awesome. And then you see kind of the trailers later that are two minutes you're like, holy cow! Jamie Foxx's guy looks like he's pure CGI. Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, is there even an actor in there? I mean, well, it's that, like, that, that, are I, they going Shang Chi with this thing? Okay, right. Are, are they Are they doing that? You know, and and if they are, it's. I mean, well, yes, I won't be I'm, that surprised. I I think there are like a few issues with this. I mean, I, personally, I, I would, I'm excited for it, but yeah. there are some serious issues. Like, first, we've seen this before in Into the Spider Verse. It's the same concept. Yeah, it's it's different dimensions. Same Spider Man coming in. That's one. So have you guys heard about this um this uh the Avengers game that like for the PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. Where like the the uh this Spider Man was exclusive to PlayStation four owners okay. and not for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. But this is after so there was some uproar about that. And then p- the Spider Man for PS4 came out, right? Well before yeah, it, was, it happened it came out before, but that game's like incredible. Yeah, it's right. incredible. It's really good, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And the thing is they only showed like some like in the trailers and stuff, like Kingpin, right? He's like, oh, okay, there's the villain. And then you go you go in and then you like like spoiler here, everybody. Spoiler if you're playing Spider-Man PS4 or PS5 but you, or PS5, but you end up fighting the Sinister Six at one point. Okay, and it's amazing. It's like holy cow, this all kind of ended yeah. up and happened, right? The video game and they people. don't sh- they don't tell you anything. It just kind of happens. Well, yeah, and King, it's Kingpin's well. your fight in the, like the yeah. first sequence of yeah. the game. Yeah, right. So. And so the thing is, like, what I'm saying is, then with this Avengers game that came out, now that, that the Spider-Man came out. Like, you can finally play as Spider-Man in this Avengers game, which is already garbage. And it looks terrible. Hmm. It looks so bad. Hmm. It, like, it all, it, like the way he, you can play as him is, is so stocky and boxy. It's nowhere near, near the, as the good, freedom. as fluid the, the, yeah, the fluidity as the freedom Sp- Spider-Man PS4. I think there might be an issue here because Into the Spider-Verse was so good. Now we're getting into, far, uh, what was it? Far from home, or oh wait, oh, wait. Oh, no way home, no way home, no way home. No way home. home. Yeah. No way home. Yeah, by the way, do you notice that home is in every yes. title? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes. we knew that anyway. was coming. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, 
Yeah, that's all. That's no all way home. Say. It's lost. It, it could be a. It could be an, a major issue. Yeah, People are I, expecting I don't know. too I'm not, much. I'm, I'm really not much. expecting a whole lot with it. Um, but th- I'm just think, saying. Do you think they had Sinister Six planned for the get-go, or do you think that they that, that after um, Into the Spider-Verse came out, they were like, "We got to do this." Oh. Like 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 after Into the Spider Verse came yeah, out, they because, were like, because "Oh, we Into the Spider Verse was before was before the the, right. the second Spider Man movie, um, right. For the Marvel movie, so do you think like they probably had that written? Do you think they had this the Sinister Six plan from the get go, or do you think they were like, oh, well, now we need to do this?' That's a good real question. Time, so. I actually don't know. And I mean, I think the question is if they didn't have a plan from the get go, then it, it might end up like Brad's talking about, where like you have one where you're like they did it so well, and then they're like, oh, we need to emulate this, but then it's just an emulation, which right. is not the same. So. I think I'm missing one, and you guys are all nerds, so. Um, okay, so it's Doc Ock's <laughs> Green Goblin. Yeah, Vulture. Um, Vulture? Vulture? Okay. Yeah. Well, we haven't That's seen Vulture in the trailer King. yet. Yeah, we haven't yeah, seen Vulture in the trailer yet, and but yeah. I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't showcase Sand- it. Electro. Sandman's going to be Electro in there. and Mysterio, I think, is the sixth one. Well, wait, who's the screaming one? Sandman and who are you talking about? Oh, the Scream about? one. Um, yeah. That's about? not Shocker. I don't think there's a Screaming one. Well, Electro. I'm, Electro. Thinking, of the, I'm thinking of the ride. <laughs> Shocker. The ride in Shocker. Oh, the original it's my, Yeah, it's my favorite ride. I love that ride so What's much. It but it's a Spider-Man ride oh, like oh, oh, in, gotcha. in the, um, at Universal. Hmm. And you fight Sinister Six, six in, the, um, in the ride. And I'm just trying to remember who they all are. But yeah, it's, it seems like... Oh, we were, were talking about the movie. Sticks, we were okay. talking I about think the movie. It's it changes. I didn't know it changes. Okay. It changes. It's not... Yeah. Got it, got I don't think right. it's... I, but let's talk yeah. about Shang-Chi for a second here. Yeah, yeah. Let's go okay. back to that. Go let's ahead, go back Doug. to that. I'm like, the Legend go. of the Ten Rings, I thought they were going to disappear at one point because it's the Legend of the Ten Rings. Right. I'm like, it should have just been Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. <laughs> not the legend. <laughs> like, he's back... The, the guy's there, his dad, he's fighting all these people, and I'm like, they're going to disappear at some point. It's going to be like Indiana Jones, you're going to find these Ten Rings, and they're just like there the whole time. Oh. Like they were like right there. Actually, they're not because they're CGI. <laughs> they, they were never. They were never there. They were never there. Mm, I was pretty so bad. upset at that. I'm like, why are you calling the lead? They're just there. I'm like, they, I thought this was kind of be like a some somewhat quasi treasure hunt. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you tell us a couple then, things you didn't like about it, like specific? I'm just curious. Yeah, you kind of yeah. jumped around. Well, that was one. Okay, that, that, that the rings were. I was like, let me pull out my notebook. I didn't drive around. Everybody's jumping around on Spider Man. Well, you went, you went from, you went from Shang Chi to Spider Man, but your review was of Shang Chi, and you said, oh, it's, you said, oh, it's, it's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got tired of him. Yeah, I mean, well, him and him, just like his dad, just kept getting beat up by chicks the whole time. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like his dad, like, it's like, why do you even need the 10 rings? He goes and meets up with his, the the dad goes and meets up with his future wife. She kicks his butt. I'm like, why do you Mm. even need those? Just Mm. learn what she's learning. Right. Yeah. Like, Mm. get, get rid of them. But no, we gotta, so Jesus kicks his butt. Okay. Like father, like son. That was another thing. When that happened, I looked at you and I said, I know who's going to win this. I just know. I know. And I'm not saying the action scene was, was well choreographed and stuff like that. But I'm like, what's the point of these dumb 10 rings now? Right. If they, if they got this type of power. Right. So so I'm like, they're, okay, they're completely useless. Thanks for that right in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then later on, you know, he's kicking all these people's That's butt. That's true. true. Kicking people's butt, all this cool stuff, whatever. You know, and then he meets his sister who, uh, because of the patriarchy, was not tra- trained to be a kung fu master. True. But that's yeah. okay. She overcame her adversity and learned on her own. Which is a, uh, a cultural appropriation um, because they're criticizing <laughs> another culture, right? Right. So you're not allowed to do that. Right. But okay. they don't care. There you go. Well, it depends on who's making the movie. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's why if Mulan's going right. to get canceled. Because you're not allowed to criticize right. Chinese culture. So then he goes, so. yeah. So he gets beat up. Then he goes and meets his sister and she kicks his butt, right? Knocks yeah. him out. Right. And then he goes and meets up with his aunt and she kicks his butt later too. <laughs> so he gets beat up by his aunt and his sister and his dad gets beat up by his wife. 
but that's okay. We got the ten rings. So it was actually really crazy because towards the end, they're like, remember that dragon thing that was whipping around in the air? Yeah. Like I was actually like, I, I was, was asleep. Actually, I'm sorry. I was actually like, yeah, I know, right? Is this thing actually gonna? Are they gonna do this in this movie? And here comes this dragon like out of the sea, like flying around with no wings and stuff. I'm like, they're actually doing this. It was trippy. (laughs) It was like, I've never taken like drugs like that, but I'm like, this is must be what drugs are like. This is the stuff you see. Trippy. Trippy is a good word for it. For me, it just like was a complete tonal shift. I mean, I think, I mean, I think the way I would describe since we're kind of just, since we're taking this Shang-Chi review and just kind of reviewing uh, Marvel phase four, both before going forward and, and behind, um, the two, the big thing for me with um, the Black Widow movie and with this movie was that like I was like I wasn't I was not totally like convinced that the movie was terrible the whole way mm. through. A first and second act on both mm. movies, there was enough stuff for me to like that I was along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I the Shang Chi took a little while to get ramped up for me, but I actually liked the 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 fight scene in it with the bus. I thought that was cool. That was um, I thought that was a really cool scene, and I was kind of like okay, like I'm interested. Um, and then uh, for me, Shang Chi, it did. It, it got a little like slow, and then it kind of went slowed down again yes. when when they get captured, like when they yep. when they go to their mm. father's fortress. There's so much exposition mm. um, that I was kind of like, okay. But then both movies, the third act, they just totally fell apart for me. Mm. It's supposed to be this big grand thing, but I was like, okay, it's suddenly it's there's so like weird. suddenly there's a demon soul sucking thing coming out of a yeah. portal. Yeah, He's got a dragon. So I was like, it was there was so much that just was like. Yes. It, yeah. it was like what it was like world? this is better Chill. done when you're like the horror of the legend, and then you don't the le- the legend never comes to fruition. Like that there was, was no legend. Legend of what? It well, no. Well, not not, not not the legend of the ten rings, but the legend of the soul suckers. Legend of the soul suckers. That's something where you're like, yeah, the soul suckers. <laughs> we want to watch out for them. We don't want them to come back. And then he battles his father, and they don't come back. But like the the whole right. CGI they fest soul sucking thing, it felt like it became Godzilla. King of Monsters. Yeah, or like it felt like Hell. No, it felt more like it felt like like, went from Shang Chi to Hellboy. No, what was it? It felt more like the robot thing, the robot movies with the big, huge robots. Oh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, it felt like that. Yeah, it did kind of feel like Pacific Rim, except for the original Pacific Rim is good. But But then, and then they had that. I kept, I kept laughing at that dumb guy. You like the original Pacific Rim? Hated it. Oh, it was terrible. Big robots, bro. I kept laughing at. Remember that dumb guy they had with Michelle Yeoh, who I like. I really like Michelle Yeoh. Right, she's so great. I, insulting that she was in that role, but you know, yeah. it's terrible. But anyway, yeah. I really like Michelle Yeoh, and there's this dude that's always there. That's like this real like Japanese samurai guy. He's like old and wise and all this stuff, and he's just this little lap dog that walks around. She's just like basically every time he says something, she's like, "Go to your room." Uh, he's like, oh. and just slinks away. And then he gets the soul, like, gets the soul sucked out as he's. Training. And then he dies later. I'm he tra- like, he trains out. Guy. He trains Aquafina yeah, and first, then just gets the soul. I know. Sucked first, out. you oh, mas- emasculate the poor Don't guy. Don't get me started on Aquafina. Don't get me started. <laughs> like, why is she here? She's I, only but here. No, for I seriously. What? I, really, I actually really like her, but I was like, okay, she's Not cool. She gets to drive cars, and then all of a sudden, I'm like. She's an expert archer, yeah, like in four course. hours. Actually, <laughs> she wasn't because she didn't save the person who helped her, who trained her. The, the soul sucker picked him up, and she's like, <laughs> "I know." The I know. Soul like, sucker, soul like, sucker, dude, dude. Up and she's like, "No, stop, dude, stop." The soul stop suckers that. were like Don't giant. Do that. To me, I'm like, "Oh my word!" There's giant dementors. <laughs> and they're sitting there, they're like, oh, sucking the soul out. I'm like, oh, my word. You guys well, you're copying off of everything. It's terrible. I got serious, though. I got the yeah. vibes with her voice. Yes. What was that? What was that? Uh, uh, Disney, Ryan the Last Dragon. Yeah, oh, yeah she's in yeah. that too. Yeah. I'm like, what's the word? They're like, yeah. like this she's is like Ryan dragon. the Last Dragon like, oh, meets Harry Potter yeah. meets a drug trip. That's what this is. And, and see, the 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 complaint is coming. 
the complaint is coming, right? From, from Aquafina, right? So the complaint, here comes the complaint. We have underrepresentation of Asian people in cinema. They only cast me in Asian movies. That's the complaint coming up. Mm, from her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Yeah. See, I, I doubt I'm, it. I'm, I doubt I, it. You know, I 10, years from now, 10 years from now, I, feel, I felt typecast, right? So, but the complaint well, is, you know, we, we, we don't have enough Asian movies. Creates five, six Asian movies. Now I'm only casting Asian movies. Again, another, yeah. another conundrum. Well, yeah. And another conundrum is the fact that this dude um, hasn't really built anything over a thousand years. Mm-hmm. So they, they made reference to this is the actual Mandarin. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah, like, which is oh, supposed okay. to be like spooky, it's like I'm like where then, where yeah. you, like what in the world? Your best dude, you have no security. Your best, dude, I felt like Tony Stark. These dudes just waltz into his house while he's out getting groceries, and his wife, <laughs> his wife's there with the kids, and there's just like nobody around. I felt like uh, Tony well, now, Stark well, well, when Tony Stark when when Coulson comes in, he, he looks at him, he goes, "Security breach." <laughs> like what? There's nobody, and they just come in and kill his wife, and he comes home with like a, you know with bags of groceries, right. like baguettes the, the, sticking out of it. Did did, did it have the uh, the French bread? I don't know. That's, but that's anyway, like, that's, my, that's like, the only that's, that's, like, that's the only theory. answer we need. That's, that's they didn't have a baguette. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I mean that that made sense. I mean that I feel like that wasn't a big plot hole because uh. the idea was he put his ten rings away. He gave up the the killer guy. I know, he but, gave but up the killer guy persona. He get, and then and then but then his past came back to haunt him, and then he picked up the killer guy. I totally get it. You gotta have at least have a couple of guards. You've been a thousand years re- re- uh, uh, pillaging the earth, and you made no enemies. Uh, it's I like, dude, security mean, after, breach. After a thousand years, you get pretty soft, man. Let your guard yeah, down. Apparently, yeah, that's, yeah. I would. Yeah. Full disclosure. No, yeah, if I had beaten everybody else on the planet, I'd be like, ah, yeah, dude, no, it, <laughs> I'll be all right. No, he's like, they're wow. not gonna get me when I'm out <laughs> getting groceries. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is what a what an not behind my back. They wouldn't a, dishonor me that way. What an absolute <laughs> failure as a warlord with these amazing <laughs> weapons. You can't even have decent security. Right. Anyway, so she dies. You know, and then uh, and then spoiler, somehow spoiler. Sorry, spoiler. For I'm everyone. sorry. Well, you all well, saw it. That's kind of halfway. Well, we did, but we did, yeah. but we have to think about our listeners. Oh, that's true. But don't, I mean, but no. Here's well, what Dev's, I want to say. A whole skip approach. this. Yeah. Just 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 skip it and watch Kung Fu Panda. But, okay, that's way better. <laughs> it, it's way better than this movie. If you want a Kung Fu fix, it is. But anyway, towards the end, I it's like he's fighting his dad. Right, go stop your dad. Okay, you know, but he shouldn't. The chicks should just go do it because they're better. And so they apologize for Jack Black's gonna have to apologize for doing that. A couple of years, I gave him a t- three or four years before he apologizes. Let me finish uh, my yeah. thought. Go ahead. Anyway, so he goes and he's fighting his dad, and then the ra- the rings like his dad does this like attack with the rings, and they just kind of fall at his feet, and he like picks them up and uses them. I'm like, is there any connection? Is it like a like? Do they, oh, I, do did, they, I did make a comment they, about that when we were watching the movie. Do they like choose somebody, or is this like, hey, if one falls know, off, there, quick, get it? There was no. There was like. There was like no. It's it is so funny because it's called Shang Chi or it's called Shang Chi and the the Legend of the Ten Rings. But like, and there's all this exposition about about their past, like the father's past and yeah. Shang Chi's past and their family. But there's like very little exposition about the rings and how they oh. actually work. Yes. And yes. so they like, yes. so there probably are rules, but like they don't tell you those yeah. rules. Right. And so yeah, so it's kind of funny when he's like shooting the rings at his son, who's like, I'll just pick these up and use them myself. And you're like, wow, he didn't. He's been around for a thousand years. He's defeated a plethora of enemies, yeah. oh. uh, and so and yet he didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. but that's it. I'm done. Okay. Terrible. Yeah. That goes back to another thing. I just hope that Phase Four is not more like that. But I have a feeling it will be. Oh, for that's sure, why. Yeah. That's why I'm like Spider Man. Ah, it's gonna be hard. It's going not the way to of do. Star Wars. Like we don't care yeah. about the story. We just gotta preach. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that and I mean, and the thing is, is that when we have the superhero fatigue, in order to break that through that superhero fatigue, you're not gonna be able to make just 
you know, well, mediocre movies is what we're talking about right now. But you're not gonna be able to make you're not gonna be able to make good movies and breakthrough. You're gonna have to make great movies and breakthrough. Yeah, but again. therein lies like, the opportunity, though, doesn't it? For, for whatever director comes out here and just kind of yeah, superhero fatigue everywhere. But yeah. they make a good story, and maybe it doesn't take off right away. But people talk about it, and all of a sudden, there's a good story in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing is, is that this actual the, the, it's interesting because the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been heralded. I mean, for for you know, since it's its existence has really been heralded as like the thing, right? The money maker, like the this is the innovative idea. Yeah. And now you almost like want like someone like DC to like like scrap their whole cinematic universe idea and go back to just being like, okay, we have a director. They one have a done. great script. Yeah, one and done. They want to take one of our characters and make a great movie. Yeah. Here you go. I don't want an extra scene at the end of the credits. Because, I mean, that's what you see. Don't put a scene at the end of the credits. That's what you see with comics all the time. It's right. like there will be like sure. one primary storyline for Batman, and then there's like some other writer who's like, yo, I have this really great idea for this Batman. Is, that, like, is that not what they did with Joker? Right, yeah, they, exactly, and yeah. so you want to see them do more stuff, more stuff yeah, like that. That's right, a great point, right, the Joker. Right, sure, right. Um, now you like want them to break away from the cinematic universe thing. Yes. It's starting to get, yes. it's starting to like kind of like uphold mediocrity. Yes. I sort, yeah. I sort of felt like this was like this movie and Black Widow. I, I think we felt the same way, which is we were happy with first half or right. yeah, first, first half two acts then, probably. Yeah, or, and well, then, then first the last half, section was just awful, and yeah. it yeah. felt like to me they were like, okay, let's do something different. Not really different, but like, let's just add this, and then we're gonna add this. Because I was like, okay, they're gonna fight this little group of people, and then I was like, okay, they're gonna fight these little soul-sucking demons that come out of the cave. Okay, they're gonna fight a dragon. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. more and more yeah. and more. Yeah. And I was like, you can stop now. We don't okay. need that many things. Yeah. That's too many things. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I just it was it was also weird that like because there's a group of people that guard this door, and it didn't. Are they not make any sense? Are they not all trained like his mother was trained? Yeah, because why? Why do we need the ten rings? That's it's, a great question. It's this Ray problem again. Well, well no, that, it's like it's like you've just made Kylo Ren's power mute in the universe. Well, right. Well, you know, it's I, like it's like they don't they don't. They, it was what's it was, left after I defeated. Yeah. You. Well, and not only that, but I mean, you you asked before you 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 talked about it in the context of of um, the mom getting killed. But you, mm-hmm. asked, you asked what um, the dad had, like, what kind of kingdom he had built up and, like, what legacy he had from being around for a thousand years and being the ruler of all. Mm-hmm. And I was asking myself that during the, 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 the third act, during the finale, mm-hmm. because I was like, because, like, he's like, oh, check out my dope, my dope army. And it's just, like, a bunch of, like, mercenaries with, like, electric, like, archery bows. <laughs> and you're like, what? You're like, what is this? This is supposed to be, like, this is supposed to be, like, the greatest, like, assassination group yeah. uh, in history. And they just, they felt so lame by the end. Yeah. Sword arm guy yeah. felt Sword lame. Guy was dumb. Oh, felt lame. Oh. I was like, he, he's gonna help him out at the end. Yeah. Like oh, he's called that? on the bus. I was like, he's gonna he's gonna help him in the end. Let's yeah. all come together. You know why? Because he has one arm. <laughs> the, uh, he's he's not easily forgettable. After uh, she defeated Kylo Ren, Ray sat yeah. down and cried for there were no more enemies left to defeat. Right. In the first act, yeah. Of, in the first act, in yeah. the first third, in the first uh, two hours. Okay, Joey, what do you got this week? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, just to go way back to Spider Man real quick. Original Sinister Six was mm-hmm. Craven the Hunter, oh, okay. Mysterio. Oh, Craven, we haven't Mysterio. seen him yet. Mis- yeah, so Craven we haven't seen yet, but Mysterio, Doc Ock, Doc Ock Vulture. Vulture, Sandman, and Electro. Okay. So they have okay. everybody but Craven. Okay. So and then it'll be Goblin instead of Craven, probably. Okay. I think, right? Because well, mm. we we expect Mysterio and 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 Vulture to make an appearance. So. Yeah. Is Mysterio? I thought he died. Is he still alive? He's still alive. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. Wait, did he's he die? He's been handed over to the justice oh, system. I thought he died. Oh. Did he die? I thought he died. I thought th- I thought there was an idea yeah. that he did die, but that he he they wasn't actually. Did he dead. fall into the water? Dude, I don't. I don't remember. Dude, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. oh, oh gosh. Man. Oh man. Well, <laughs> well, that's appropriate. He's I love Mysterio. 
Yeah. yeah. Don't know what happened to him. Nice. Yeah, mystery. Mm. It's a mystery. Yeah. It's a, it's that's a that's mystery. where the name comes from, actually. Mystery. <sighs> All right. So for this week, I have hopefully what will be a good part of our, our, cool. our, 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 our mostly ugly uh, conversation so far. <laughs> so I, you know, I was thinking about, okay, season four, like we're, we're coming back after a couple-month hiatus. What do I, I, you know, I felt like there were a couple threads I hadn't totally finished, like tied off uh, at the end of last season. I felt like there were some really new prospects that I could go for. It's going around. But then um, after our introduction um, for, for the season, I decided that I had to go with a Bro Did You Know? And I had to follow up with nice. our Lord of the Rings, Bro yes. Did You Know? Nice. From the beginning oh, of this. From the beginning. Goodness. I've been waiting from for the such beginning, a long time. From the beginning of this year, uh, some part of season three. So yeah, uh, so that's what we're going to go with today. So uh, what I'm going to talk about is this super interesting article that I read uh, from Polygon. Uh, that was nice. written back at the beginning of the year when they were celebrating the Lord of the Rings 20th anniversary. Um, and I just... I can't I, believe it's been 20 years. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Wow. Um, so anyway, so this... Um, I do want to credit the article that I'm, I'm going to be talking about um, and all the information I got from... Um, it, is on, it is on a website called Polygon. Um, it's, you know, I'm going to give you guys a summary and kind of just some of the highlights of the article because it is long, but it's, it's well-written. It's definitely worth checking out. So if anyone out there is like really wants to read more and get some more details about this whole situation... Uh, with Lord of the Rings, if you Google like Lord of the Rings Polygon two scripts, like it'll come right up. It'll okay. be like the first thing, first thing to search. Uh, but anyway, so what I, what this article is about is basically the process of how Lord of the Rings got made, like the behind the scenes look. And this is so interesting to me because we always talk about like what happened with this movie to make it so good, or what happened with this movie they had so much potential and it came out so bad, right? Um, hmm. Luke likes to quote Mary Jane when he says, you know, where are the nerds, right? Yeah, where were the and nerds? And so, yeah. yeah, where were the nerds, right? And so, so we like to, so we're like, we're wondering all the time, like, movies that have huge potential and then just totally are total garbage. How does this happen, right? So, I, you know, I think that Lord of the Rings is arguably the best movie trilogy ever made. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Preach, baby. Yeah. Preach. And so I, I know some people I would want to say the original Star Wars. Some people probably want to say Godfather. Mm. Um, mm. I don't think, I don't think either of those are as... I don't think either of those have the quality like, across the board yes. right. that Lord of the Rings yes. does, right. yeah. um, personally. Yeah. Um, right. So I think this is – and so, so, we're, so we're now it's like, okay, how did this happen? And so I'm going to go through the story that he talks about um, and some of the really behind, interesting behind-the-scenes stuff that happened. And then I just kind of want to you know, get a little philosophical about like, wh- you know, talking about the theme, like what made this the way that it was, right? How okay. did this come out? So Peter Jackson and uh, uh, Fran Walsh, you know, they were the ones who kind of were behind the whole trilogy – uh, directing and they, and, they were married, right? right? Yeah, yeah I, was, did all this. I don't know if they're married. I think they're partners. Together, together. Um, like, okay. yeah. Um, so, and they've been together since the beginning. So, you know, initially Peter Jackson started out making like like super BC movie, like just gory horror, yeah. campy like goodness, right? And he was making them from New Zealand. So he's just kind of like lobbing them over here into America, right? Mm-hmm. From New Zealand, um, has no connection with Hollywood. Um, made a bunch of movies like that. During that part, he started to establish, he established Wingnut Films, which was his production company. Um, and eventually he established uh, WETA, WETA, Weta. Uh, Visual Effects. Yeah. Um, yeah, so his first kind of big breakout hit was a movie called uh, Heavenly Creatures. And that's when oh, he yeah. started to, that's when he started to like really come on the map, right? So who picks up Peter Jackson after the success of Heavenly Creatures but uh, Harvey Weinstein, okay. right? So, so now he's, so he signs, so, so Harvey Weinstein signs this first look deal with him, right? And so, so that's like, so now they're like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What's your next project? Um, and he's got, he's got a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, he was originally working on a script, I think, for um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and so that, that never came to fruition. One of the things that's really interesting about this is how many projects 
you know, directors or writers and stuff, they make so much money on projects that never see the light of day. Uh, like they just are like, hey, I've had this great script. Here you go. And someone says, great, I'll pay for it. And then someone hmm. says, guess what? Green light is now red light and it's dead. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's crazy to think yeah. about how much, how much soured opportunity. Well, it's like writing a song for, for another artist, right? They buy it yeah, right, from right, you. Right. And even though it stinks, you know, uh, that's irrelevant. You got, I got the money. Yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes it stinks, but sometimes like, I mean, sometimes it's an artist's love letter. Like sometimes a director or a writer is like, this is my best script ever. And it is a great script. And then it just doesn't get the traction. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks, the writer uh, of this article talks about like the kind of soul sucking nature that has on people. And I think that's why you see sometimes people drop out or why they take, why they, well, they'll take a movie that's just like a, obviously like a bad idea, but it's yes. just like, I just need to get something made at yeah, some yeah. point. Right. Uh, but anyway, so Heavenly Creatures comes out, it gets popular, Harvey Weinstein's on board. He is invested in, uh, in Peter Jackson. Interestingly enough, though, um, Peter Jackson developed this movie called The Frighteners, right? Um, so The Frighteners is um, and it actually picked up. So initially it's going to be Harvey's movie, and then Universal's really into it. And so Harvey's like, sure, I'm going to let Universal take this. He, you know, he's, you know, he's, about, he's about making big deals with people, so Universal. Um, so he lets Universal know how, how big of a favor he's doing them. Frighteners is a movie... Um, that uh, I think starred um, uh, what's his name, the actor who has my Michael or something. What is his name? Um, Michael Shannon. Michael no. Sarah. Michael no, J. No, no, no. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Thank you. Oh. Thank yep. you. Michael J. Fox. Nice, Brad. Yeah. So yeah. Um, stars. I, I read it. That's oh, not me. Okay. All right. Well, Thank nice. You. I did. Okay. Michael I did J. Fox. I was like, whew, couldn't couldn't think of it there for a second. Anyway, so in the process of developing the Frighteners, he and. Fran Walsh are like working on a fantasy script, right? And they're working on their own original IP fantasy script. But interestingly enough, uh, this goes back to a conversation that Luke and I had um, off air about um, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time? Wheel of yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, but he was yeah. like, when he was reading the first book, he was like, he was like, the Wheel of Time's just ripping off Lord of the Rings right, left, and center. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh had the, the wherewithal to go, everything we write just seems to be ripping off Tolkien, uh, so let's just do Tolkien. Uh, um, so they start hmm. writing this script, right? And they're like, you know what? We want to do Lord of the Rings, but obviously in order to do Lord of the Rings, they have to get the rights to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So they say, Harvey, you're up. Go find us the rights to Lord of the Rings so we can make this movie. Wow. So he's working on that. In the meantime, the Frighteners is, is queuing up. Um, they think it's going to be huge. Universal thinks it's going to be huge. They give it like a, a time slot right in July of when it's supposed to release. They think it's going to be Summer huge, Blockbuster, right? Yeah. And so, and because of all this big buzz that Peter Jackson's getting, he's getting a bunch of other offers, right? So they've kind of like got this base script, and they're going through this thing, they've, but they're getting all these other offers, right? So while they're waiting for Harvey to kind of like diddle around and, and find some find the, the right stuff. Oh, he was diddling around. <laughs> oh. Uh, as soon as, as, soon as mm. the expression came out of my mouth, I said that was Not any more or less than anybody else. That was there. the wrong expression to use. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize. No, no, but, I, I, I understand. I'm just yeah. making a joke at his expense. Yes. Um, and so anyway, so while he's, while he's out there finding the rights and, and not having any success, um, Peter Jackson's getting all these you know, other people going, hey, man, like, we'll pay you a lot of money. We'll do this. Forget Harvey kind of a thing, right? He mm-hmm. actually is, before Lord of the Rings even happens, he is queued up by Universal to do King Kong, which apparently, oh, is, wow. which apparently was his, like, that was his dream project. Huh. That was yeah. the thing that he was like, this is what I want to do more than anything else, right? Um, so, he, so he's like, so he's getting all, these, all this stuff, and, and Harvey's really upset. And so and in, the, in the middle of that, Harvey, Harvey then, right, he, he finds out that Saul, it's Saul Zantes, Zant, Zantz, maybe? I think Saul Zantz. Um, who, <laughs> who was the producer of the 1978 animated Hobbit movie? Oh, He's the one wow. who holds who holds the key to the the rights to the Lord of the Rings wow. for a movie wow. now, right? So so he uh, so they they take like a full year to hammer out the deal, 
right? So they're wow. taking this really long period of time. Wow. King Kong, and then uh, um, <laughs> uh, apparently also a 20th Century, 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. asked Peter Jackson to do Planet of the Apes. So originally oh, he was like, Planet okay. of the Apes, King Kong, oh, Lord of the Rings, Lord. see ya. Like, I've got these other big, I've got two big studios coming after me. Harvey apparently like went berserk when he heard that he was going to do King Kong. Okay. Because right? apparently he was like, I'm doing King Kong. Like, okay. He was like, sorry, Harvey, doing King Kong. Wow. Harvey went berserk. Apparently it ended up just like a little <laughs> side note. Because um, Miramax is Harvey's uh, is Harvey's production company. Okay. So when I say Miramax, I'm basically saying that as synony- synonymous with Harvey. Right. Um, but Miramax, it, apparently it ended up, Harvey was so angry about the 20th cent- or the uh, Universal deal with Peter Jackson about King Kong that he went berserk, worked some magic, ended up co Miramax was supposed to end up co-producing Kong and uh, somehow ended up owning Shakespeare in Love. Uh, to okay. the script, okay. which so I think which he eventually produced too, right? Apparently he was in love with that script, wanted it for a really long time, somehow ended up with it by throwing a tantrum. Really interesting stuff. Uh, <laughs> again, behind the scenes stuff that I just love hmm. to hear. Anyway, so he's really upset. All that stuff happens. There, you know, it looks like Lord of the Rings is dead. Frighteners bombs. Okay. Right. Frighteners completely bombs. Right. So suddenly Universal's like, see ya. Right. So they're just oh, like they're, wow. they pull the deal. No more Kong. Right. Kong's dead. <laughs> Peter Jackson's probably crushed. So they go back to Harvey, right? They go back to Harvey. They're like, okay, uh, we have the green light. On Harvey. The- yeah. yeah. Buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Harvey, yeah. buddy. And you remember so- that deal we were talking <laughs> yeah. about? Remember how you said you didn't remember- want to do it? Yeah, so yeah. they go back to Harvey. They got, they've, got the green light for, for, they've got the green light for Lord of the Rings. Um, but the thing that's really interesting is that Harvey Weinstein was always – he didn't believe in Lord of the Rings at all. Like he didn't believe – in, in the content or in, in the IP at all, he believed in Peter Jackson. Right. That's what his deal was about. He believed, he wanted to stay in the Peter Jackson business. Um, and so so he basically told them they, had, they could do – initially it was going to be three movies, The Hobbit and then two Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. Okay. Um, then yep. he eventually narrows that down. He says, write a script, two Lord of the Rings movies, right? You have $75 million to do everything. Mm-hmm. That's oh. that's the budget he gets. Yeah, this is right? 2001. I mean, this is two, yeah. I mean, actually, excuse me, 1998 or 1999, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. was a lot of money. Yeah. Probably more than well, it, it, yeah. it was, but it, it yeah. So it it's, it's a still a low hanging budget. Right. I mean, it's right. kind of it's very much because again, he didn't believe in the IP, hmm. so he was just like, we're doing this just to keep the ball rolling, get you working on stuff, hmm. get you doing stuff. I know you're getting close to it. I'm just so curious when New Line comes in. Uh, yeah, okay. they, they come uh, in to rescue. It's okay. really, it's really right. good. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, so getting, sorry. He- getting a little bit ahead there, but that's okay. Okay. So anyway, so so Jackson and Walsh get together. They're writing the script. Initially, they started writing the script with a guy named Steven Sinclair. Um, they create The Fellowship of the Ring and The War of the Ring. That was the original two scripts that okay. they created. Um, script development took one and a half years just to get those done, right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, Harvey, goodness. Harvey and his brother Bob, right? They, so they never told Peter Jackson about the budget initially. I feel so like they've they got all, them. They've I feel got like they them have all the time in the world, though, don't they? I mean, it's not. It's not like they're people are waiting for the script. Like they have a year and a half. It's not like anyone else is working it just on seems, anything. It just seems to me like it takes longer than it has to. I don't know. Since well, you, well, you have I mean, the rights, so like no one else is going to make yeah. it. Well, that, well, that yeah. was ultimately, I think, the reason, I think the reason it took a year and a half was because they were so <coughs> compact. Basically, they kept writing scripts and being like, this is it. And then Harvey kept being like, now you need to cut this. Now you need to cut this. We don't have the budget for this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, uh, initially never told Jackson about the low budget. So they were kind of writing just like, we know we have two movies, but that was all that was in their brain. And then ultimately, they're like, no, we, we have to do this for $75 million. Okay. And, so, and ultimately, the thing was that, that the Weinsteins didn't believe in it. Uh, they didn't believe in the material. And so, <clears throat> sorry, doing a lot of talking here. Uh, Lord of the Ring was greenlit as a way for for Weinstein to to stay with Jackson. 
And so <clears throat> what they did then, they kind of did this really interesting thing, I guess uh, something that was going on in the 90s. There was this website called Ain't It Cool? The original writer of the Polygon um, article, is uh, he was the one who was writing for this, this, uh, this place at the time. Apparently Ain't It Cool was a place where scripts would get leaked Right? Because it would be a way for people to be like, okay, we're working on this, but we don't have the budget. We don't have the backing that we need. We're going to leak these scripts, get people like interested. Get the buzz. Yeah, get the buzz, and then hope that somebody else like mm. picks it up. Wow. And so they leaked the script. They leaked the original two scripts to Ain't It Cool, hoping a studio, another studio would step in. Basically, oh, um, basically what happened is, is that uh, it goes um, – the original script – sorry. Um, and so – Harvey, Harvey, since he didn't believe in it, he basically like put it up. Um, he basically put the, the like the, the project up for kind of like for sale, basically. And what that means is that is that they'd put they'd put money into this already. Miramax had put money into this already, and so they were like, if another studio can come in here and do this for for whatever budget they want to do it for, but they need to pay us back everything and they need to give us more. Like we want to make money off of this kind of a thing, right? And so. <clears throat> um, and so, there, so they leaked the script in this process. So it's starting to generate buzz. In the meantime, Harvey starts to constrict even more. He says, "Never mind on two movies. One movie, four hours." Wow, that's the limitation Holy he gives them. Shnikes. Yep, one movie, four hours. So it went into this this thing called turnaround, which is what I was just talking about, hmm. meaning that it could entertain other offers, um, but they had to pay Miramax. And so um, when that was happening, um, <clears throat> sorry. So anyway, Harvey's furious, and then that's when New Line Cinema comes in, right? So New Line Cinema, they're like, they see this, they see this, uh, um, they see the the scripts, and they're like, you know what? They see the big thing for them is they weren't invested in in Jackson. They were invested in the potential of the scripts already, and specifically in in the IP. They believed in the in Lord of the Rings, okay. right? And so they swoop in, and they're like, we want to do this for everything. They were like, we'll give you X amount of money. Mm-hmm. We want you to turn it into three scripts. Right, we want you to we want you to, to do that. And so basically all the stuff that had been cut, they were like, add all that back in. Like uh-huh. everything you originally had, wow. add it all back in. Right. And then they were like, and then expand it. Three movies, do more, go back, like and so they bring in uh Philippa Boyens. Um mm-hmm. I think at some point uh Sinclair, uh Steven Sinclair drops out. And I mean it's crazy. I mean so this guy talks about a little bit like what the original scripts looked like, right? And so he was like, you know, those first two scripts they they were still great scripts, right? They had a lot of potential, but he was like, so much of the character development is gone, right? The pacing is, it's, at a, it's, it's still there, but it's at a clip, right? It's just, it's going, right? Star Wars. Um, yeah, so this is, this is the thing that I think is so interesting is the way he describes what those original two scripts look like remind me so much of so many other big IPs that we've been disappointed in. Like, I mean, even just like, mm. like looking at the Harry yeah. Potter movies, yeah. Looking, yeah. At, looking at newer Star Wars movies, um, one, a recent one that came to mind was when I watched um, the second part of It, right? Like, you just, yep. like, like, there's potential there, but, like, there's just something You're off. like, oh, my word, yeah. slow it's down. Like, yeah. Slow like, down. It's like they're, yeah. moving, yeah. It's like they're right. moving fast, and there's no yep. heart all of a sudden. Yeah, like, yep. Because they're rushing through it, there's suddenly no heart. It's just yes. exposition scene that leads into another scene that has no, like, real emotional tension right. um, and tie to it. Which is all good for a thriller, but, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. that it doesn't work for other movies that are right. trying to incorporate things like heart. Right. Well, you and know. well, incorporate heart and just character development. Like yeah. you don't have character development yeah. that way when yeah, you don't yeah. take the time to do yeah. things right, and you're just pace and the pacing's off. Like it messes everything up. And so I thought that was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> he said specifically, so New Line comes in, they're doing everything right, expand the trilogy. He said that when the the scripts are finally like in the stuff that we got in that we would have missed out had we gotten two Lord of the Rings movies, right? 
um, Galadriel's monologue um, was originally mm-hmm. that world building scene is not there, yeah. but and the the opening monologue is from Frodo, and it just starts with the Shire. Okay. So that whole world building scene in the first Fellowship of the Ring with Galadriel's monologue um, got added in. Thank um, goodness. Smeagol um, was one of the huge original add-ins because apparently he was like just a plot device. Like he was one of those wow. characters that's like he's just there to move the story along. He gets no exposition. He gets no yeah. no depth of character. Wow. Um, he's just there to move the uh, the ends were com- were wow. not in there at all um, wow. in the original two scripts. Um, <clears throat> Saruman was barely in it at all. Oh. Um, I mean, imagine imagine not having that character. Yeah, um, and the full force of him. Um, and then characters Eowyn, Boromir, Faramir, and even Aragorn, they said, were like really not fleshed out. Oh, wow. um, I mean, I mean, uh, the Ar- the the Arwen, um, the, <laughs> the, the, Ar- the Arwen Aragorn like Aragorn? subplot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Arwen Aragorn <laughs> subplot was basically not developed at all. It was like hinted at as like a wink for you people who know the books. We couldn't do this, but like you know, it's it's there. Yeah, the I'm sub- okay with that. It's there in the subtext. Like the, I'm okay it, with that. In the book, it, it's on. kind of like the same way. To, they really don't hint at it too much. No, do no, they? no. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that the, whole speech, sure. like you, you chase a shadow. I mean, that was a real thing. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you chase a shadow. She was really into him, and she was really sad when he was like, mm. you know, oh, "I'm guess, hot, you're hot, but it's not going to happen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want you guys to know that we literally, actually, considered Aragorn as a middle name for Nolan. That's a great oh. consideration. Yeah, that's a great consideration. And and here's Joey wanted more to children. have have him like th- have like three middle names. So we were st- we we <laughs> came down to we narrowed it down to Thomas, which is his middle name, yes. James, and uh, and Aragorn. Hmm. And so <laughs> so I wanted to just name him Nolan Thomas James Aragorn. You should name him Froey. My name Froey, son of Joey. Wow! Wow! That's Lord of the Rings esque. Yeah, that's that's true. It's very uh, it's very dwarf dwarfing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but Sorry. the anyway, Froey, so, son of Joey, that's Lord the of Ephrata. Ephrata. <laughs> that's not the Lord of the Rings name. <laughs> I just say. That's so actually that's, I mean, actually you guys know you guys know we're familiar with Wommelsdorf, right? Yeah. yeah, I have oh, a friend yeah. who's like convinced that's that's a Lord of the Rings reference. She's like, every yeah. time I hear Wolmelsdorf, it sounds like I think of the Lord of the just Rings. Just put Erian at the end of any word, Ephrodirian, or right? something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Ethereian, Athenarian, Jephirian. There you go. You have every Lord, you have every name in there. Let's go LARPing. Let's do it. That's the conclusion of this. Get your costumes on. <laughs> that, so that's the end of the narrative, but yeah. I think it brings up a really interesting question, um, which is without that pressure, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's the question here, right? It's not, it's, not, it's not that New Line Cinema came in and gave them all the money they wanted and told them they could do whatever they wanted. It's that they did that after all of this painstaking year and a half writing a script. It's scrapped. Cut this, cut this, cut this. Mm-hmm. And do. And here's all this great content. Now cut it all. <laughs> and then, okay, put it back in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, add more. You know, I mean, they're processing as they're writing. They're processing this for a year Usually and a half. This, this sounds like a recipe for a disaster when you're doing this much cutting, and you know. I know, I know. Yeah, it sounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it absolutely sounds like. I mean, it sounds like the you know when every every time a studio is like, oh yeah, we decided to go back and do reshoots. You're like, oh, yeah. the movie's yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, but but I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's a little bit different. But in this scenario, because it's all like before the movie's even being shot, right? It's just like there's all this pressure. And then suddenly, like that, I think I don't know. I think that's really interesting that that's like what created like the greatest trilogy uh, in movie of history. All time, yeah. Is that wow. is that I don't know if it would have been that if if it had started with um, New Line Cinema just going, hey man, we love we love Lord of the Rings. Here's yeah. here's four hundred million dollars. Yeah. It just goes to show how important movies are in today in today yeah. like society. Like yeah. look at all the money that just goes into that. All the yeah. deals. 
Yeah, we wouldn't have a, a movie. We wouldn't just... have a podcast without movies. Yeah. That's <laughs> important part of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, it, well, it's, and it also, I mean, it begs the question too. Then I mean, we've talked about this Lord of the Rings television show Amazon's doing, right? Yeah. But like, they've got all the money in the world, but they yeah. started with all the money in the world. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, that's going to be a yeah. test. I think that's yeah. going to be a test. Another too. Ridley Scott movie that was terrible. No, it's What's cool. All the money in the world. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember oh, loving that movie. No, but it is it is interesting just going Ridley really Ridley. going into the business side of how these things are done. Yeah. The business side of it yeah. is a whole world in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, key, and, the key ingredients yeah. I took away from this was the pressure, and also that I mean, they really he oh. did he really did make a point to say that that Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh were nerds. Like they they like really treasured this yeah. stuff and yeah. wanted to get they are partners. Get, they want to get in real life. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's what I said. I think. The yeah, right, they're not married, but they're partners. Yeah, yeah. like not just in movies. Partners in the yeah. nerdiness, yeah. Together, romantic blah, blah, blah. partners. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of that implies. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, going back to Dove's LARP comment, you know, that sum up in, in, in nerds, you know, talk about nerds and LARPing. You know, mm-hmm. sum up, sum up an, a, an entire culture without sum up summing up an entire culture, and that is um, the YouTube video uh, that we watched a couple years ago called "LARP Noob Gets Pwned." Which is probably the funniest name of a YouTube video. If you want to sub up an entire sum up an entire culture without summing up an entire culture, LARP new LARP gets pwned. <laughs> and it's this kid in LARPing gear, and and they're in this camp, and so they're they're all swinging their swords at each other, not hitting each other, and they're like wizards, and everyone's like jumping and hollering like they're you know. And some sort of bizarre ritual, and they're fighting each other. And someone makes contact. Some dude hits <laughs> some other dude like in the finger, and the guy totally breaks character. Ow! 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 Oh! You know, and, and he's jumping and hopping around. Didn't he's like one, holding his finger. Didn't it's, one dude like storm the line? Yeah, that's what like, it was. That's what and it was. And then this whole line of people was like Braveheart, and yeah. this is one dude's like, I'm gonna break rank and just storm the whole line, and yeah. they start hitting him with their like. Yeah, they're wooden swords. And yeah, they just they hit him and, and he, he and pool noodles and stuff. I don't know yeah. what they have for like their spears and they're like, boom. And the name of the video is LARP Noob Gets Pumped. If you ever have the time to go check it out. Sorry, Dove said LARP, Joey Sorry. said nerd, and I said, Oh my uh, word, I funny. just remembered that video. Yeah, but that's really interesting stuff. Very about, interesting. About, 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 you yeah. know, did, I love this kind of stuff. Did so. you see what happened? I saw in the documentary. You see what happened when Peter Jackson wanted the premiere of, I think it's The Return of the King. Mm-hmm. He wanted the premiere to be in, um, what's the capital of um, New, New Zealand? Zealand? Oh, oh I don't This know. is not Christchurch. Oh, was it? Is it Christchurch? I, don't know. I, I can't remember. I guess. But I think it's such a cool name for a town, though, Christchurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Brad's got oh, yeah. it. Oh, what is the name of it? Brad's looking it up. I feel like I know. I what, know. It, what is it, Brad? Beef Wellington. No. Oh, oh, Wellington. Thank you. Yeah, Wellington. 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 <laughs> okay. I tried to give you a Beef little, Wellington. I thought you were going to be some sort of weird French you, name. I was like, is this a new capital? <laughs> I've never heard of this one. Beef Wellington. Um, but, but what happened was the producer from New Line was there, you know, and I think this might have been the guy, or at least one of the guys. There were two like, of them, yeah. Let's give these guys yeah. money, right? So they were there, and um, Peter Jackson they were having a big to-do in Wellington with all the locals because, you know, they just finished filming. And Peter Jackson was talking about it, and they were hyping everybody up. And the original premiere of of Return of the King was supposed to be in, like, California or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then Peter Jackson was trying to convince New Line to have it in Wellington because we did this in New Zealand. You know, we got New Zealand on the map, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so – and the guy was like, no, no, it's not going to be – we're not doing it in New Zealand. He was like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 adamant. And then Peter Jackson got to give this big speech, and he said to everyone, so um, the producer of New Line is here, and guess 
where he says the, the premiere of New Line is going to be, right? And so the producer goes up to the microphone and he's like, Wellington! Everyone goes, ah! <laughs> right? And, and so in the later, he's like, he's like, you know, that was not planned. I was originally planning to have it in like California or something like that. But the way he set me up like that, I just, I I'd had no wow. other choice. I had, to go, <laughs> I had to go with Wellington. And so I made it look like it was my idea the whole time. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that right there, I mean, I mean, those guys seem to have like, have that kind of great, attitude about yeah. it. I mean, just like, I mean, they just seem to have that perception where it was just like, because I mean, that's what they were. They were just like, we're taking, they took a huge chance yeah. to yeah. give them as much money as they did yeah. for a series that, I mean, did amazingly, but could have. a director could that just have. bombed. Yeah, on a director yeah. that just bombed. I know, on a director that just bombed. Yeah. Proven and, yeah. And, uh, and not only that, but, you know, not only anyone cares about this anymore, but, you know, the Oscar presence. They said no other fantasy. Like fantasies always bomb at the Oscars. They mm-hmm. always do. But this yep. one just kicking butt, right? Mm-hmm. And left and rightfully so. Yep. You know, it legitimized. Part of it is because it came from a great book. Yes. Yep. Right, right. Well, came I'm going to talk came, about it a came bit from, my, Came from like. The attention to detail. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings itself spawned like every, yeah. all yeah. other yeah. fantasies. Right. So. The heart. And yeah. then we got the Hobbit. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a different story. Yeah, that's, a different, that's a different bomb. Mm. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to do some. Re- like I'll have to do some research on. Yeah, on do the some research on that one. Behind that, I know, already know what happened. That. He set up yeah, this he, big couch. Yep, the couch on set. Just be the like, couch. just go, just, just do, do it. Do it. When, yep, yep, looks good. When did it, we get it. the Hobbit? What? What? Two thousand twelve. A decade later. A decade later. Nine years. Something tells me there won't be a twenty-year anniversary of the Hobbit movies. But Peter, Peter Jackson, Peter, Peter, we have like you know dwarves and stuff flipping around and doing backflips and stuff. <laughs> it's Go. all good. It's all good. Put it all in there. Yeah, put it all in. I so like it. we have this tracking shot of Bomber in a barrel, and we just watch him roll around for like three minutes. You want us to do make that. it? Make it six. <laughs> Double it. Sure, sure. It'll we be dope on the big we screen. We have a Spider-Man yeah. guy. His name's Legolas. He's like. <laughs> He's got like webs coming out and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, keep it, keep him in there. Yep, yep. As long as it's Orlando Bloom, yeah. and make he's, a shoot arrow. He's really old. He looks a lot older than he was in the original. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just make his eyes. Give, it, give him more. Give him more makeup. <laughs> make his eyes blue. Oh <laughs> Sorry, Athena, I re- interrupted you. What were you saying? Sorry, I don't remember. Uh, okay, <laughs> I have. I, I have, oh, I was. I was sort of just thinking mm-hmm. like I'm. I wonder like if the Hobbit had been made first. Either first or closer to the time of mm. when Lord of the, like if it was Lord of the Rings trilogy and then right after Bam we get the Hobbit I wonder how much mm. better it would have been because I think it well, would have been well I also I also yeah, I also sure. wonder I also wonder how that I mean there's so many series movies right like they're like oh the I don't know just probably some under, probably some less well known one but like oh this series movie we're doing the first book and that's the only thing that's greenlit yeah. and then if it does well we'll greenlight more yeah. but like but like just this book so I'm surprised they didn't go like one movie the hobbit yeah like if he's I mean if Peter if uh, Harvey Weinstein was like one 4 hour movie right. to me that's just like okay let's just do the hobbit right. yeah. and then and then go from there yeah. but yeah. that wasn't the script they were writing um, yeah. so um, I just to go on the record I I do like the first two I know Desolation of Smaug. There's a lot of parts I'm just like, Smaug. I, I love the spider scene. I, 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 I mean, I also want to go on record and say yeah. that I'm with Brad on that. I yeah. I think that... First two, the I, first I, one was pretty I, good. I actually, actually, good. I actually yeah. really like... I love the first one. I love the first one. And, yeah. and then, yes, the, I love it. the second one, is, it starts off kind of rough because it has a lot of those scenes that we well, just I, referenced in it. But yeah. I think that the I think that the Smaug scenes and stuff are really cool. Yeah, yeah. But so, it, it seemed as though they wanted... It seemed as though, though, Hollywood was like, let's start adding stuff. Right. Whereas in the Lord of the Rings, it was like, nope, there's plenty here, just do it. Right. And it's like, yeah. no, let's start adding stuff. Let's give, let's give uh, Lake Town, let's give Bard some kids, and we're gonna have some yeah. scenes mm-hmm. with them in there. Yeah. It's like, what are you guys yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. 
Stop! Yeah, I love yeah, yeah. The first movie has like the com- the comedy to it because the book has comedy mm-hmm. in it. So yeah. like the first yeah, but one, but it's like British comedy. It's yeah. not it's slapstick for <laughs> crying out loud. It's true, but 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 the troll scene in the first one is just yeah. hilarious yeah. because you have him. He's like, he's like, have you have you smelled him? Like you better get like a pound of sage before you. What do you say? Uh, plate this lot up, right? Yeah, yeah. And hear Thor in the background, traitor! <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Just yeah. it's just so funny. It is funny. Well, I mean, I feel like there's even I almost I mean again much, t- definitely tampered down. But I feel like even the even the 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 witty comments in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and like some of the humor that's kind of underlying in in the original Lord of the Rings is almost like what Marvel took for its formula and then just like amped that up into oblivion, right? With the, the comedy and stuff like that. But I feel like it was there. Um, like from the get go, I mean, I think the Lord in, the, of Rings, in the movies, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in the Lord of the like, Rings movies, like, like, I feel like, like the, Pippin, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, Pippin, and, whether it's Pippin and Mary or yeah. whether it's like comments between Legolas and Gimli, <laughs> yeah, like right. I mean, like stuff like that. Sure. There, there was just like yeah. underlying, like really like witty commentary going on throughout the movie that really worked for that for those movies that then like and has worked for Marvel, but then sometimes Marvel you know takes it too far, and a lot of other movies just start too far and yeah. then keep going. So, yeah. um, but I mean, yeah. they I mean even that has had like a huge. I feel like it's had a huge. Um, impact on on cinema in that way. You know what's funny? Hmm. I, I like when I watch, first watched the Lord of the Rings movies. I'm like, this is awesome. And then I look, and then I watched like the Marvel movies, and I'm like, some of the stuff is really dumb. Like that was a dumb way just did. I go back, I look at the the Helm's Deep scene, and the Legolas doing his shield thing on the stairs. I'm like, that looks dumb. <laughs> I was like, it's kind of sullied my yeah. view mm-hmm. a little bit. I hate it. it I, well, I hate you know, it. objectively, it is dumb. Yeah, sure, like, dude, but, but, but dude, just hang out right up there on the stairs. It. it had me in it. I was like, oh, no, so it's cool. true. No, just hang out right on the stairs. Just hang out right there. Yeah. Just start picking people off from the top. Just keep going. What, why are you going down there? Spectacle, though. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not respectable. Yeah. But at least he it's wasn't. Not, Spider-Man. There's no honor in that. Yeah, when, and, uh, it's and not when, respectable. You know, when, when, <laughs> when people died in Lord of the Rings, it was it was actually a very serious event. You know, Haldir. You know, when he dies, you're like, you know, that's true. Dude's like three thousand years old. I mean, that's like. That's tough, bro. Yeah, that's 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 pretty amazing. But that's anyway, bro. that's a Lord of the Rings, bro. Did you know? Dude, from you didn't make it to yeah. the last. The last comment I want to make before that goes before that's over. I thought this author made a really interesting observation. He was commenting on how much uh, Peter Jackson and Fran Walsh like understood the 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 text and and the the world and stuff like that, which is why he thought they were able to create such a great script. And he made the interesting observation that that they knew one of the quintessential pieces of Lord of the Rings was that Sam is the real main character of the series. Huh. <laughs> and I thought that was a very interesting perspective. And it's interesting to both read the books that way and to watch the movies that way. I feel like it definitely comes out more in the movies than it does in the book. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's objectively true, but it's, it's, very, it's a very interesting observation. And I want, to put, uh, I want to put something to rest here. Galadriel is not as powerful as the movies and The Hobbit make her out to be. She is not the leader of the White Council. She was never the leader of the White Council. Um, Gandalf the White is the most powerful person. The only person who's more powerful than Gandalf is Sauron. That's it. Nobody else is more powerful than Gandalf. He makes the comment, and I, and I used to be part of the Lord of the Rings groups, and people would start, oh, well, <laughs> Calandria, oh, my God, she's so powerful. I'm like, actually, you know, she's not that powerful. She's got the ring of power, but it's not, it's not like Gandalf's ring. Gandalf's ring of power is actually of power. Hers is like wisdom, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not like it doesn't give her magical powers, you know. And Gandalf makes the comment when he comes back as Gandalf the White, and he says um, – uh, something about Gimli says something about dangerous, and Gandalf responds, "Dangerous, yes, 
uh, you're, you're, you're very dangerous, Gimli, and so am I. In fact, you're not going to find anyone as dangerous as me <laughs> unless you go in front of Sauron himself. That's the comment by Gandalf. Mm-hmm. And if still people are like, Galadriel's the most powerful, you know? And it's like, no, 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 no. We, it's put to rest. There's no debate. Gandalf is the most powerful out of the White Council. There it is. Gandalf right, but you're also white. specifying Gandalf the White. Gandalf so, the White. That's yeah. great. Because they, they don't, like, when they meet Galadriel in the movies, like, Gandalf's not with them. They think Gandalf has right. perished, right? But he's Gandalf the Grey. Put it so. to bed. Gandalf the White. The whole, well, his, does, does his, it, I'm not his disagreeing staff, with you. His I'm, staff breaking thing never happened. That's not in the books. Mm-hmm. He broke Saruman's staff. You know, you get Saruman, your staff is broken. Boom, it's gone. He never had a problem with the... He, he took. He on, never had um, a problem with the Witch King. The, he never had a problem yeah. with the Witch King. In fact, in the book, if you read the the night before they go to Weathertop, they see flashing lights and stuff like that. That was Gandalf personally battling all of the Nazgul. Mm. Five of them, actually. Sorry, not all of them, but I think it was just five of them. He was personally battling them as Gandalf the Grey. So they, he never really had a huge problem with the Nazgul, as the, the Witch King would have never been able to break his staff. That's ridiculous, and it makes me mad to this day. <laughs> Cool. So yes, the Lord and, of the Rings trilogy is not without its its faults. Yes, and, of not, and not without playing with the original material. Right, and it's still um, the greatest yeah. trilogy in the history of mankind. And and the Hobbit did worse with playing with the original. I think we should mm. make that. We should make a list of foundational statements of this podcast. I think that that would be one of them. What was that? That the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the best. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. should put them on the. We should write them on the yeah. wall right <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think we've got three ideas. We've got ideas for posters currently. Yes, that's good. Another one. We take the time to talk way too much. <laughs> yes. All of us. Okay. Next, uh, we have to close out the good and the bad and the ugly. Um, I watched a movie called Voyagers with uh, Lily Rose Depp and oh, Ty no. Sheridan and Colin Farrell and some other up-and-coming mm. actors. Oh, no. um, You're not calling Colin Farrell an up-and-coming actor? No, no, no. Okay. Was it a coming-of-age tale? No. no. <laughs> well, in some ways... Look if he had said... said Look when watched it. If he had said yes, we would have said, oh, this is going to be ugly. I don't watch Coming of Age. The Voyagers. Voyagers. Is this um, recent? Someone argues that Lord of the Rings is a Coming of Age. Voyagers story. is, um, okay, who's familiar here with Lord of the Flies? Okay, it's Lord of the Flies, flies in Space. Cool. That's yes. Exactly All right. Was. Yeah, buddy. And I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Because oh, wait a minute. I watched this. You did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't remember it. Well, this is right. If I, if I didn't really like get sucked into it, I forget it. That's okay. really what happens. But. Yeah. Um. So the, oh, the, yeah. since it's Lord of the Flies in Space, the plot's really great. Yeah. You know. Um. The uh. The, these teenagers are sent into space to colonize a new planet. They have an adult with them to to maintain order and control. They are maintained through uh, emotion blocking uh, stimuli, or I should say. Um, drugs that they give emotion blocking so that they don't get their emotions out of control um and suddenly the adult dies and then uh, oh. they stop taking the uh the liquid and uh. their emotions get out of control mm-hmm. and now we start fighting each other we start tribalism we start choosing sides we have to pick a leader we don't trust the leader and so we we start developing chaos we start with order and we start developing chaos the um you know, they, they get two factions and it's down to just a couple people and then they you know the truth comes out and the 
people see the truth and that they realize that their leader who was trying to destroy everyone is a bad guy and they get rid of him or he dies somehow or something. I forget what happens. And then they uh, pick a new leader, the woman who leads us into a happy age of egalitarianism and scientific prosperity and order. So that's the Sweet. that's the movie. Um, <laughs> the, the problem I have... Joe's like, awesome. The, so the, problem, cool. the problem with this movie... Um, see, Lord of the Flies was... Obviously superior. The the movies were superior because at the end, you're met with a stark contrast. Because at the end of the movie of Lord of the Flies, I think the latest one that I saw, at the end of the movie, um, the, the 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 last faithful boy who's trying to hold on to objective order. Don't you guys remember what we used to be? Don't you remember what we used to live like? We you know we should we should come back to order. And these other kids, these these fourteen year olds, these twelve year olds, these thirteen year olds became murderers, right? And so at the end of the movie, they're chasing the last, the last faithful kid who's like, we, we still, he's the last one who has his head screwed on tight. They're chasing him, and they want to kill him, and they're dressed like, you know, uh, natives. You know, they have uh, loincloths, they have spears, they have war paint, right? And, and they've devolved into this tribalistic community. And they're like, we're going to kill off everyone, literally, who disagrees with us, right? And so they chase him, the, the kid out, and he goes to the beach, but by this time... Uh, someone from the army has landed. They found out where they are. And the kid falls down at the feet. And, and it's a brilliant scene because you are kind of following the, the, the decay of the culture and you're following them along logically, right? And then at the end, when you see the combat boots, you're snapped out of where you, the logic was of, okay, you were kind of with them to kill this kid. And then you're snapped out of it. And you're like, oh my word, what in the world were we all doing? And then the kids just stop there and they look at the adult who's back here with his gun and his fatigues, and he's looking at them like, what is going on? You know, and, and the kids are all, and everyone snapped back to reality. Wow, what we were doing was crazy. We were, you know, you just snap right back to reality and the consequences of your decisions. Whereas before, since there's no adult, just you're going to get away with it. We're on an island. There's nobody here to punish us. Got no consequences. And, uh, and at the end, you know, the kid starts crying. The movie ends, right? Because he's just like, you know, t- so traumatized by being tried to kill by some of his, by his, his friends. They tried to kill him. And at the, uh, it differs from, <laughs> it differs from um, uh, the Voyagers because at the end... Uh, Lord of the Flies, you mean? Lord of the Flies does, yeah. It differs yeah. from Voyagers because at the end of Voyagers, we achieve, we achieve scientific enlightenment, right? So the solution to all of our problems was science, like they use uh, that term, right? Or common sense. Um, no science. Like no, it's it common science. sense not to kill each other. No, it was science. It was okay. like you know. First off, it was egalitarianism. We elected a woman, right? So now we have the true path. A man was was you know he, he wasn't strong enough, right? So so there's no necessarily pro- problem with that because you might find yourself in a, in a situation where that is true. The best leader is a woman. Now, mm-hmm. it did not Israel go through the same thing, right? So that's that's not a problem. I don't think that they thought that that was just a good story. I think they're preaching at us, right? But sure. I mean, uh, objectively, there's nothing wrong with that. I think I think the. Uh, Science is our way forward. Is probably just as preachy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, and 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 that's where it differed from Lord of the Flies because they they were never you you realize in Lord of the Flies that these kids were never going to be able to science themselves out of anything. Mm -hmm. They were uh, they were embracing might makes right. That was that was it. It, Might makes right, and that was the end of the story. And they were never going to get out of that. There was no there was no sitting down and the thinker you know like "Mm, I'm going to think about this. Oh, enlightenment, you know, natural science, you know, It, it it was great in that way because it shows the folly of of natural theology. If we just observe nature, we'll figure out what's right and what's wrong. And man man's sinfulness, his desire to destroy his 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 corrupt sin nature, can never make sense 
of natural theology and will always use it to corrupt it without the influence of the of the gospel and Christ and his word. So that was that was a great message of Lord of the Flies. But the Voyagers completely ignores that and says, you know what sal- salvation's man's salvation is sitting down, thinking about it, and then going, you know what, I'm just gonna science I'm just gonna science all my answers. And and that's what happens at the end. She's like, you know, we sat down and we gave goals and at the end everyone's order back to order and you know she's like I established science as the salvation, right? And so that was that was the problem with Voyagers at the end because I was with them all the time. All the logical decisions that they made of this kid who's causing problems, he he started to take the might makes right. Let me let me let's get mob mentality, and we're gonna just gonna force everyone to do what. And you're like, makes sense, right? But how they got out of it, historically speaking, is not how you get out of that stuff. It's it's the, send in the missionaries. That's how you get culture out of that madness. Send in the missionaries. Not not sitting down and thinking two plus two equals four. Therefore, I need to be a good person, right? So that that was that was the conclusion at the end. If we just science everything, we're gonna get you know, and and man's reasoning. We just reasoned our way to what the, we just sat down like this is this is where this is where they went different from Lord of the Flies. Because Lord of the Flies is like we're never gonna science our way out of anything. We're we're gonna keep on going until everybody's dead. That was the message of Lord of the Flies. It's not gonna stop with this kid. After we kill this kid, we're gonna start attacking each other. Well, I mean, arguably, Lord of the Flies is a meditation on. The sinfulness of, of man. Oh, yeah. yeah so. It was. Actually, I listened to the audio book by the author, <laughs> and he gave his own commentary. Oh, he, 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 does, he, does, he did an audio book? He did an audio book. Oh, and okay. then at the end, he said, this is what I think the, the book is about. This is what I th- this is where I think it's summed up in this phrase right here. Oh, that's like, cool. I, I didn't like, know he did that. Oh, it was really great. Really yeah. great. So did he? what did he say? I, I, you know, it's like three years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. So I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. uh, what he said. But he said, you know, a lot of people get different things out of it. I don't really argue with him. You know, because uh, because he does really say so much mm-hmm. in that story. He mm-hmm. says so oh, yeah. much, and most stories so do. Much. And people have different perspectives on stories. Yeah, so. right, right. There's so much application you can get. Out a of lot of literary flies. criticism doesn't even acknowledge the author's yeah, the actually, author's perspective yeah. on writing. That, so. that yes. movie has one has a very so spoke uh, about that one movie. of the yeah. most uh, I'll say disturbing and scary. Yeah, real scenes is when that kid, the the heavy set kid, was trying to talk. Piggy, Piggy, and and it's like, dude, and that kid up above just just. Just kills him, drops a rock on him, and kills him. Yeah, I mean, you're you're actually watching that. You're like, wow. Yeah, and you know why it's so horrible? Because you know, first off, it's kids, but it's but secondly, we, we've seen that happen. We've seen that happen. Not literal death, but we've seen people who try to stand up for what's right just get crucified for doing it. Yeah, because you're yeah. a loser. Yeah. You're not cool. You're not on our side. So we're just gonna, you know, our answer is not to respond with logical, logical discourse. We're not going to reciprocate. We're just going to kill you. Is that not a commentary on the woke mob right now? Yeah. We're not, we don't want to talk to you. We just well, want to kill it's you. It's also a commentary, yeah, too. On, no, on our, our, honestly, our political, we'll call it our political leadership right now. Yeah. Remember when, when Piggy was trying to talk and he's like, no, these are the rules that we've established already. Yeah. We took a vote. Whoever has the conch speaks. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. But it got to a certain point. He's like, I got the cops. They're like, we don't care. Yeah. And right. they start shouting them down anyway. Right, right. It's like, is that not what they're, what our political, and it's like, we have the constitution. So what? That, yeah. And know. that's exactly well, the rules. Only, the rules only apply yeah, when they rules serve apply, you. Yeah. Yes. The rules only apply when they serve you. Right. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. That, that's, that's so applicable to today yeah. because, you know, people are asking, we've already had, had it with what's wrong with murder. Well, the Bible says it's wrong. Well, throughout the Bible, now what's wrong with murder? 
well, nothing. So let's start killing the babies. You know, and the reason most people justify abortion is because they can't tell you what's wrong with murder in the first place. They've already thrown out murder as being wrong. They just don't know it yet. And so they say there's nothing wrong with killing a baby. And soon we're going to get to there's nothing wrong with killing a person. And, and, and that's what they have believe because most of those people, if they could, if they had the option, they would kill Kyle Rittenhouse. That's how much they hate that kid. Right. Mm. So and, and, and a lot of other people in their lives. And, and it's happening right now. I mean, we're, we're, we're devolving into tribalism. Might makes right. And so the Voyagers, the problem is, you know, only one person in this entire universe can claim, come, let us reason together, as the authoritatively. God says, come, let us reason together. Reason comes from him. No other source or person can claim objectively, I'm reasonable. Reason comes from God. So when God says, come, let us reason together, only he can make that claim, and we get all of our reasoning from him. Now, people, other people can make the claim, but they have to, but they have to go to him for reason if they make that claim. Otherwise, you abandon reason, you abandon a logic, and your standard is you're running on fumes of Christianity, or you're completely unreasonable and illogical all the way through. Well, yeah, I mean, the idea behind, <clears throat> I've only read the book, I've never seen any of the movies, uh, but I mean, to me, the idea behind the book when I, I mean, I read it a long time ago, but was always just like, the law is there as, the law restrain, it creates civilized society and restrains us from doing bad. And when you take that away, who, I mean, that's the question. When you take that away, who are we underneath? Yes. Right. And yeah. so, and that's, that's, the, that's what it's a meditation that's on. That's a joker. Right? It's, yeah. It's like, it's who are we underneath? And, and I mean, people who, you know, believe that like, for instance, that the, the Bible is nonsense, right. Are going to say, well, we're naturally good people underneath. Yeah. Right? Civilized society is established because we're naturally good people and we'll make naturally good decisions. And, uh, and this, mo- and this book and, and movies don't, I mean, don't agree with that. Yeah, so. right. So it's it's if if you want to you know get on the Lord of the Flies you know kick, it's it's a really good enter- entertaining movie because it's a great commentary on culture. But at the end, the solution is completely unrealistic pie in the sky enlightenment nonsense. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's but it's a narrative. I think it's. I mean, it definitely speaks to the narrative of today. I mean, science yes. is the new religion. Yes, it is the uh, new for faith, sure. Yes. So. So um, for many people, that's my uh, commentary on Voyagers, and uh, we've gone really long today. So thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> did we go really long last time? Yes, we did. we're we making up. Hey man, we're, we're making we'll up for all for our avid listeners. We're making <laughs> yeah. up for lost time. There, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so folks, thanks everyone for listening to the Brother of the Silver Screen, this is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time, <laughs> and um, we will see you guys next week with uh, Dub's review of uh, Dune and Fundamental with Brad. Cool. Thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye.